to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com, the best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Live from the Toad Hop studios with Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, and me, Joel Geist. This is Laugh It Off. Is it worth watching today? Yeah. It's worth watching. It's, what do we got? My huge arms. Is my mic up? Is my, how you have you huge feel? arms? I feel like in uh, this kind of shirt, it's like, what's up, beefy lady? <laughs> you were concerned with the way you look. Am I right about that? Yeah, sure. I'm going to tell you something. I was thinking about this uh, just a few minutes ago. I, I was looking myself in the camera, and I'm doing the little hair thing, and I'm just going, who cares? Who cares what I look like? I, I go both ways with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm bi-vein. Is that the... <laughs> By vein, I'm by vein. It's like I'm vain sometimes, and I'm not. Right, I'm not other times. Like bipolar. Yeah, <laughs> I am also bipolar occasionally as well. Uh, but I am by by vain or by conceited or something like that. But I, sometimes I just don't care how I look. I I all right. So we'll go with by conceited. I, at, at this point today, I don't care. I am at the I don't care stage. And it's the day look, look at the camera. Look, I'm pitting show. out. I don't care that you see my pits. Now, oh. other times. You're going to feel so embarrassed. <laughs> when, when the other guy comes out, you'll be like, what was I doing? <laughs> I don't care. I am. A, you could just point these things out. Oh, I, I don't care. Look at this big, giant thing I have at the bottom of my neck. I don't Adam's care. Adam's apple? No, it's not an Adam's apple. Which, <laughs> by the way, I've been teaching Jared that. He cannot get it down. I go, it's a fruit. <laughs> a lemon? No, Adam's apple. And then he gets it. But anyway, that's my eight-year-old son. He still doesn't know what Adam's What's the Adam's myth up. behind Adam's apple? The myth behind it? Yeah. I mean, in the Garden of Eden, Adam ate the... I mean, Eve gave it to him, but how come she, she ate it too, right? Well, it yeah, but that's a whole... It's not a myth, is it? It's a biblical story, which one... It's probably some, a myth. Yeah, Sorry, probably. guys. <laughs> Sorry. Just like the uh, the whole Noah thing. Probably didn't really happen. Yeah, I'm not thinking. I'm not th- I was thinking about that the other day. You know, okay, you have an ark, right? So you're supposed to accept this premise of, okay, build an ark, all right? And then take all of these animals and put them in the same place. And now you're talking about, you know, there's no technology back then, so they don't have, like, porta-potties. With someone that empties the porta potties. Mm-hmm. All I'm thinking is, you got this ark and it's floating around for a long time. Where's the shit going? You're not going to train That's a zebra. You get hung up on. Where's the shit going? You're not going to train a zebra to go. Hey, can you go over the ledge here? And, and poor Mrs. Noah, she's like shoveling yes. shit the entire time. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking about. Is like, <laughs> how could this possibly be true? Somebody tell me. Anyway, that's not where I was going with this. I was okay. going with how, how I don't care how I look today. Yeah. And some days I do. But I'm also very frustrated. I'm having one of those, you know, frustrated. It's a spillover from last week. I had a really bad day. <laughs> really a bad. really bad day. Something's happening with my mind. I know, I don't know but then it sometimes it's all relative on what is a bad day. Sometimes you can look at it like that. You can go, wow, I had a really bad day. And then you see, you know, I sponsor a child in Honduras, right? Yeah. And, you know, I give him, what? What are you laughing at? 22 bucks. I think it's, it's, it's all about perspective. So then I go home. His name's Wilmer. I see a picture of Wilmer who lives in a shack. Did you name him Wilmer? I didn't. You don't name. <laughs> it sounds like a made up Craig name. <laughs> you, don't, you don't sponsor someone and go, can I name I them? I shall call you Wilmer. You know, for 22 <laughs> a month, you don't have naming rights like a stadium. <laughs> 
I, I named this this homeless. I named child. him Invesco. Uh, you can't. You don't name the child. They they submit children to you. And my son at the time, Justin. Well, he still is my son at this time as well. My son, he was I guess eight at the time, and now he's fourteen. And I said, Justin, we are going. I wanted to teach him a lesson. Uh, you know about you know giving back. We must give and be appreciative and grateful of what we have. We have a grateful list we do every morning so at all breakfast. All your allowance is going to Wilmer. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that. If any dime comes out of his pocket, it ain't going to Wilmer, so that he can so that he can put a new piece of metal on top of the lean to to stop the rain from coming in. So he lives in Honduras. Yeah. I've never met him. Never met him, but I just, you know, send a check for 20 and I just beg Justin for years. I just go, "Please, can you write him a letter?" And what happens is he writes him a letter and he tells him about all the things that he has. <laughs> but what else is he going to do? He's going, "Dear Wilmer, this is what I got for Christmas. A new skateboard. Can you believe that?" And uh, and, wow. it, and it goes on and on. And my dad's going to give me his Cadillac when he's finished with it when I'm 16. I mean, did I you just, just thank him for the letter and then not send just it? Just burn it. <laughs> I actually did not send the last yeah. one. I yeah. said, this is going to make the kid feel terrible. Yeah. I mean, what, what's he going to do? You know, I, my dad and I flew to see our favorite team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what am I going to do? I, so, but I'm trying to get him to you know, have a relationship with Wilmer. Uh-huh. So he can, you know, so Wilmer can feel better about himself, and they ha- have a bonding with another child his age. He's mm-hmm. well, Wilmer's about twelve now, and uh, so I, I try to get Justin to do this, but he's, he's it's not on the top of his list. Right? No, he's thinking girls. Yeah. He wants girls. Now, if I made that, if Wilmer was a, you know, Wilma, <laughs> <laughs> he might be writing to her, going, "Hey, Dad, I'm into Lat- Latina chicks." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad I picked her at eight years old. So yeah, he picked Wilmer, and I'm I'm trying to. So what I do, do you pick, sometimes you you pick, you pick them. Yeah, okay. you actually have a, a sheet. It's like uh, I guess it's like Match dot com. Yeah. For poor kids. For the poor kids. <laughs> so yeah, you got to find your match. Oh God! How and it's did really you weird. How, I know it's really weird how you eliminate some. Yeah. You go, oh, this one looks like he's not going to be alive next oh, year. My. Oh. <laughs> I can't even laugh at that. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm just being honest. I have a cough, well, by you're the way. cheap, so I think that that would be the thing. <laughs> I'm che- what does that have to do? You, you think there's like you a list of, oh, here's your $30 kids and your $22 do I kids? Want a short-term <laughs> investment or long-term investment? <laughs> nothing to do with that. Are you kidding me? I'm not cheap when it comes to stuff like this. Do you sponsor anybody? No, I'm still Look, being sponsored by my mom. Exactly. <laughs> you spot it, you got it. I'm not cheap. I'm just, I have to watch things sometimes. I have been taken down. I had a wonderful career going and investments and everything else, and my ex-wife took us all down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after all these years, which I was getting to, by the way, when we get to the related things, I had a court appearance with her again. Yeah. This is probably since, why you're down. Probably since, why you don't care oh, about your appearance right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, six. We've been going at it since oh, six. Yikes. And I realized every single court appearance. I always tell people, I always tell people, take the high road, take the high road. And I try to take the high road. And sometimes I don't when I defend myself. That's what I have come to realize. Whenever I defend myself, it is not a good position to be in. It's probably the hardest time to take the high road when you're that, being that's attacked. That's true. When you're being attacked. That's exactly right. I mean, how do you just meditate through you know, accusations and, and you know, restraining mm-hmm. orders and everything else? And some guy, this lawyer that was involved, it's minors counsel. We, we have to go to minor, pay this guy, and you pay this one. You have to pay all these experts to basically analyze you 
And I get more analyzed because she takes the target and puts it on me yeah. because she starts with all these things. She'll go, he did this, he did this, he did this. Throws enough against the wall, and then they're going, well, this guy must be bad. And I never have spoken to the court since 06. I, they never let you talk. And I sit there and I'm going, Ileana's like, she's shaking her head going, that's a good thing, Shoemaker, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> it could, might be a good thing. This might be, uh, you know, God doing for me what I can't do for myself is I'm not allowed to talk to this guy, to the, to the judge. And he sits there and judges me. He's very judgy. <laughs> <laughs> He's very judgy. I mean, and, I'm, and I want to say to him, no, I'm a good dad. She cherry picks these things and it gets them through to you. And then now you're judging these things. Yes, they, th that would be true that uh, that guy would be a jerk at that moment in time. But how about the 24-7, just about seven, that I am, you know, a, a great dad, an active dad, a participatory dad, dad a, a dad who loves his children more than anything else in the world. But she gets it through, you know, her projection of me, you know, because she wants to convince everyone and I'm this abuser so that that makes her right. How is there not equal time? Like, isn't that the whole point of court? No, that's the thing is the person who gets it in, which I've never done that. I've never gone on the attack. It's not in my thing. Yeah. Even the other guy, this minor's counsel told me, he goes, she knows how to work the system better than you do. Yes. So is it about a system or is it about parenting? It's insane. And I don't know what to do with the guy. So now I go in on my defensive head. So the other day we go to court again. This is based on a restraining order from a year ago. She went to a strange court. That's, she's clever. She went to a strange court. She has no idea about the, the history, the past, or anything. Uh -huh. All these things have not only been proven to be untrue about me, but it's been proven that she keeps doing this, and she's really hurting the children in doing so. Yeah. She does, says horrible things to them about what I allegedly have done, trying to convince them. Now, the, people always say the kids will get old enough, and they'll know. And guess what? That time has come. Yeah. But now... All the, what does that do in court? The kids aren't allowed to testify in court. So she's still doing this whole little play of going to the strange court. She gets the restraining order. And I'm going, what? The kids are now taken out of school and taken away from me because she went in and lied to them. So now I'm on the defense. Got to go prove that she lied. She doesn't get punished for lying. She gets she gets the one thing that stuck is I, I adjusted my son's back. I play. I love adjusting backs. It's a power thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, can like, I adjust like you right cracking, now? Yeah, cracking someone's back, that's what you mean? Like, I love cracking people's backs. There's yeah. something very... It is satisfying. Yeah. It's, I don't like know what it is. Hug from behind and, I, uh, oh, I'd love that. By the way, on the break, I'm doing both of you. All right. Okay. Look, see, now you're okay with it. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. So, yeah, so she somehow got this to the judge that I'm claiming I'm a chiropractor because I have my doctorate. <laughs> okay? She gets it through to the judge. So now the judge is pissed at me going, why are you doing that to your children? You're abusing your children. I'm like, What? You know, I, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's, so she gets that through. She gets these things through. So the other day, it's not going well. And at the very end, she, she does the tears for the court. Ugh. It's all part of the system. It's all part of what she does. And she lures people in with the tears and the cunning and the, the, just the lies, the pathology. And she get, and guess what? Everybody's sitting there going, Oh, wow, you poor little victim. It must be terrible dealing with this guy. Meanwhile, they're not looking at me going, been a success for 30 years, you know, have friends since kindergarten. They're not looking at that. They're not looking, I'm happily married now. I have another child and all this. No, they're not looking at that coach in Little League. No, they're just looking at her going, look what he's done. Let me pick out these things that he's done. So guess what she pulls out? I do jokes all the time. All right? I'm always, you know, I, and that's the way I think. <laughs> yeah. It's what I do for a living. Yeah. So I'm tweeting, you know, I tweet some serious stuff now and then. I tweeted a photo of my son. Uh -huh. And the tweet was, 
this is my method. I have a bit in my act about my method of discipline. Yeah. yeah. And when they get to be a certain age, the method of discipline is you embarrass them, especially when they're around their friends. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So now if I said that in the court, they're going to go, how dare you do that, you abusive man? And I'm going, hey, it beats beating the crap out of them. <laughs> you know? I'm not saying go get me the switch. Yeah. You know, that last generation was get me a switch. Kids don't even know what a switch is. Yeah. Switch, they, they whip your ass. You marks on your ass. So I'm now getting, I'm now getting, like, the, I'm that guy now because I do, like, funny things. And by the way, it made him laugh. What he was, he was rapping. My son was rapping. Uh-huh. Uh, really loud music. And I like show tunes. I'm not a rap guy. Right. Not hip hop. <laughs> I like show tunes, so I'm blasting my show tunes, trying to overwhelm his hip hop. Uh-huh. Okay, so now he's dancing and he's in his underwear. Okay, it's in boxers, in his boxer glasses, and right, like risky business. Yeah. So that's okay, but not in this case. So I, boom, I took a picture of him, uh-huh. and it, and it's him, you know, in a gangsta position. You know, basically, you can tell he's mid rap. And I go, Justin, I'm tweeting this, and I tweeted it. Yeah. Out it comes in court, and it looks like I'm, you know, the guy that she's been portraying anyway, Mr. You know, I'm like I'm Sandusky over here. So look what he's putting out to, on the Internet. He puts a photo of his child in his underwear. So that's the whole perspective. So now that's before the judge, and I'm sitting there going, what? <laughs> was, let me say something. No, you're not allowed to talk. I'm just going to look people, at this photo. What's that? People would call in and tell us if they think that's appropriate or not. To put on the internet. I don't think it's appropriate. I'm not defending it. Oh, you don't? I don't need the calls. Now I realize it wasn't appropriate, but cherry-picking someone is not appropriate. We all fail. We all do stupid things. But now the consequences of that is bringing it to court. That's the problem that I have. Is now you're subjecting. Now, how am I supposed to defend myself? Then they put me on a witness stand. I'm on a witness stand. And I'm going, well, he thought it was funny. And then, you know, and, <laughs> well, because he probably puts pictures of himself. Like, I mean, all the kids are like swimsuit beach. Well, I actually like- said, I said, I put a lot of photos up on the internet. I said the the, the week before we were all at a swimming pool, and we, you know, there we are in our bathing suits. And I said, essentially, this is a bathing suit. The more I talk, the worse it got. <laughs> so, I'm not saying it was the greatest decision in the world, but I made some people laugh from it. They're oh my god, your son's gonna kill you. All that kind of stuff. It's just having fun. Doesn't it beat the alternative? Of just being an old fart and, yeah. you know, a disciplinarian and all that kind of stuff. I'm having fun with my kid. And boy, did I suffer for this one. The judge that makes this, you know, big command. Now you can no longer put one single photo of your family anywhere. What? He goes, take them all down now. Ah. And you know how many I put up there on wow. Facebook? Yeah. I put them up all the time. Here we are at Little League. Here we are doing yeah. this. Here's my son winning a championship. Here's... Here's uh, me uh, throwing my kid up in the air, which I'm sure she'll use that one, too. He's throwing him in the air. I don't think he caught him (laughs) because he's midair in the shot. I mean, you could do that with anyone if you choose to cherry pick someone's life and then put it before a judge. And that's all they see. And it's cliff noted. So they're not seeing the whole narrative. And how are you supposed to explain yourself? So when I walked out of that court, I was miserable because these things came down. And now you're going to pay this guy this to investigate some more. I paid hundreds of yeah. thousands of dollars in these investigations. They all turned out that she was lying and made things up, but she's never has the consequences. That's so crazy. Maybe we should take a picture of her rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Give her those consequences. So it's really, really frustrating. I will take calls of anybody that's had any court situations. I have a question. Do you Hold feel- on. Wait, I, I just want to put it, the yeah. number out. and uh, Save the question. 
If you've had court situations where you're sitting there just so frustrated, and then it becomes a battle of wills of the lawyers. Yes. Have you ever been before Judge Judy? That wouldn't go well for me. Can you imagine me trying to talk to Judge Judy? She's basically like, just shut your mouth, Mr. Comedy Boy. That's the other thing is they think you're a sarcastic comedian. So you, have, they are, you already have that label going for you. Give us a call at uh, 323-622-8623. You're frustrating court appearances. So, I said this before we came on the air, and Sarah's going, I can relate. I have a traffic ticket. My parents went to court for years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you were subjected to For about to this. five years, yeah. They went back and forth. But my dad was more of the, the a-hole. Right. Sort of. Sort of. But, but don't you understand, though, that my – well, my kids wouldn't call me the a-hole. No. Although, I didn't tell this part. At first, Justin used to play – because if you're a mother who's trying to play the court system in court and the court of public opinion, you want your child to make these things up. And then the child feels good because now the kid thinks, I'm doing what mommy wants me to do. And guess what? He did do that. He did? Oh, sure he did. Because she approves of it. So she goes, good boy. That's good. You know, you get a, like a, a dog. Very good. Mm -hmm. One time he was playing in the grass with his friends, right? They all had no shirt on. Another no shirt. <laughs> but, and he's playing in the grass and he had all the, you know what grass does to your, your, your skin is, you know, it messes it up. Yeah. If you're, and they're if you're wrestling. To it, yeah. Well, not allergic. But, I mean, it just makes marks. Mm -hmm. He tells her that I whipped them. This is years ago. That I whipped them. <laughs> so now I have to defend that because now she's going, because she says to him, your father whipped you, didn't he? So what do you think the child's going to do? Yes, he did, mommy. You know, and that's what they do. Now, He's aware of every single bit of this, but I can't get him to testify to say, look how many years we've spent and all the money that we've spent of their futures on this agenda of trying to demonize dad, of which you've used a child. I mean, how, what am I supposed to do about that? By the way, this show is really unfunny. Today. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right? Get it's it okay? Off the chest. It's cool. Well, I, I'm just telling you what I went through the other day, so I had this frustration. Give us a call, 323-622-8623. If you have a frustrating court experience that you want to share with us, I mean, and, and, how, did, and how did you turn it around? What That's are you going to do with the family photos now? Like, is it just, is your Facebook nothing but you? Well, I, I've been thinking about this. I don't know what to do. Well, that's I, I mean, what my question I, I, is. I think it's a, I think it's a free speech uh, you know, now here I'm going to be Mr. Uh, now I'm going to be a lawyer. This is a violation of my free speech. That's my free speech. I can I can put photos of my family on the internet. And think. this guy just put the command down. He didn't ask me, "Have you ever done this before?" He didn't say, "No." He just she got it through. Mm -hmm. And then she acts like. And by the way, Justin talked to his mother about it. She goes, "Are you kidding me? I thought it was funny." Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't. Well, that not it about the child? It's not yeah. about you. And that's the problem with some parents. It's really about them. They always do the mother-cub thing like, oh, it's about the children. I'm concerned about the children. That is absolutely full of it. It's really not. It's your own agenda. And I would hope that people would really look at that before you go after your ex. Yeah. Now, I haven't done things in turn against her, which I have been very compelled to do. I've had my moments. And then you have to get a lawyer to go prove, and then you're proving that they're a certain way. But it's not going to happen if that bomb doesn't come into my village first. You know, I mean, now there's cleanup that's going to happen. And in that cleanup, we're going to find that you've done some, some things that were not so good for the family. Yeah. So I always try to make a positive spin on it. So what did I do? I came home, and first, first of all, I barely made it home. I was in whacked. 
I was whacked. I went into the gas station. I filled up, and then I drove away with the damn thing nozzle still on the thing. <laughs> so I yanked that out. Now gas is flying everywhere. Not, not, not going well that How day. How much no. is that? Because that's the second time that's happened to you in the time that I've known you. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, uh, and guess what? The other one was right after the court appearance, too. Yeah. They were both exactly after the court. I go whacked out of my mind. I go out of my mind in these courts. It's not doing any service to anybody. No. Then I'm not a good dad because now daddy is focused on defense and they're going, come on, play with me. They're going, come on, daddy, let's go have I a can't. catch. I, I, can't. I can't. I'm in a deposition or a declaration. or. <laughs> So why? Because you take a spiritual turn on things. So like, how can this affect? Like, uh, how can you apply this to maybe this is a lesson that you need to learn? Because from the outside, I would say maybe sometimes on social media you use like posting pictures to say like, here I'm a good dad. Like it validates that I'm a good dad. Everybody see because you've probably been under like everybody telling you that you're not a good dad, or at least from the courts, you know. So no, no, just her family. Just that she's convinced. And uh, they all look for ways of finding where, you know, I had a BB gun out. And they just list and list and list. And she's got a brother who's out of his mind. But do you use hated her entire life. She's hated this guy her entire life. And now she's using him because all of a sudden he came into money. So now yeah. he's being this, this big uh, alleged protective guy, which my son can't stand. I mean, he even told him that. But he keeps coming after me. So he puts it up on Twitter. And it's, so anyway. I'm trying to stay positive. <laughs> okay. See, that's where I vacillate. I told you, I, I told you, I'm bi conceited. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, I'm also, I'm also bi spiritual because I have, I have both ways that I go. I'm just giving you the bad so I can get to the good. I'm going to lay it out there so I can get to that good part because we can't right. always live in the light. You just can't do it. It's impossible as a human being. Okay. We have to. You got to roll with the changes. I got a question. You know why I said that? Because I'm trying to promote that we have <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> REO Speedwagon coming up. Okay, oh, Joel. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, when when does this end? Like when if she just keeps there's no end game, Joel. It. There's no end game. But when they, you're talking I mean, about when mental they all turn illness, eighteen or no, like well, when they turn eighteen, yeah. And then still, and then she I've heard anymore. that people do it even after they're eighteen. If you have mental illness, if somebody's agenda is to come after you, they're going to come after you. There's where the spiritual light comes in. Because what you can accept, you must accept some of these things and realize that it's not all-encompassing. you got to go back and look at your picture of Wilmer and go, and this guy's – my worst day is his best day on the planet. Sometimes I look at it like that. Yeah. I wasn't looking at that. That day I was not. Yeah. When I came out of the court, now I got the nozzle. Then I went and golfed with my friend, my poor friend. <laughs> you know, golf's supposed to be this meditative, zen-like sport. No, it wasn't for it me. I was looking for combat golf. I was actually trying <laughs> to hit people with the ball. Yeah. That's the way I was. That was my condition that day. I chose that condition. Now, here's the choice that I make. I can choose my conditions. I can choose how I respond to anything. So I go into my defensive mode. It's in my head. And I have all these scenarios and all this drama going on in my head. And guess what? She wins because she's getting the exact person that she claims that I am. I'm defensive, big yeah. mouth, bullyish, loud, you know, abrasive. So I become all of those things that she says that I am. So guess what? You know, who's who's the victor there? So the only th the only thing I have dominion over is my own actions and my own soul. That's the only thing I have control over. So what I did was I tend to do this. I went to Facebook and I just put it out there. And you know what happened? What? It was wonderful. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. People responded because Here's the key is the things that my ex-wife highlights are lowlights. 
She right. lowlights all of it. But it's not who I am. I she makes it to the judge. She makes, this is who he is. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I thought about getting some lowlights once. Black streaks. I did. It's a bad idea. No, no, yeah. Like darker, like my color in your hair? Yeah. Mm. Well, then, you get to be my age. It's not highlights. It's called desperation. Okay, it's just, it doesn't look, gray out. It doesn't look good. Just for men. No, it makes you look more gray. Spiritual lowlights, just for men. So I asked for help on Facebook. Basically asked for help. I told them what was going on, and they came back to me, and it was amazing what the response was. One loving comment after another. One beautiful suggestion after another. And it made me feel really good. It made me feel human again. I do not feel human in a, in a court, and mm -hmm. I don't think many people do. We didn't get any calls on the court. But I don't think you feel human in there. It's dehumanizing. Yeah. It's horrible. It takes away all of your personality and who you are as a person. Especially when they can just tell you things like, take down all your family photos. Oh, that's not the only thing. Believe me, I have one after another. Now you're going to go to this minor's council. You're going to pay him thousands of dollars to do more scrutinizing of you. What's the and uh, consequence if you put up a photo? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be something to figure out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to take it down. What happens? This, Nothing. <laughs> this figuring thing is what I don't want to do anymore. I just want to live my life. I yeah. want to stay out of these courts and not subject all of us, including the children, including their futures, including their money. You know, it's financial, emotional, all that. We need to stop. What happens she if will you don't show up? not stop. That's what I was tempted to do. I'm just going to go, eh, go ahead, come after me. What are they going to come after me for? There's nothing that can be proven. There's nothing. And I beg of her all the time, please, for your children's sake, not yours, stop the, you know, trying to get the perception out and trying to win this victory, this alleged victory, that I'm the bad guy and you're the good girl. Try to stop. So I turned it around that day, and I got to tell you, oh, my agent dropped me, by the way. Yeah. During that day. So I'm just going, he calls me up and I'm, I'm miserable. I go, oh, I'll pick up the phone. Maybe he has a job for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will pick me up. Here's a pick me up. Hey, Craig, how's it going? I've been thinking about it and we're going to drop you from the roster. <laughs> <laughs> then I start getting defensive again. I'm up for a part. Yeah. I think they're going to give me up. I didn't know what to say. Well, can you hip pocket me and, you know, maybe put me up for some roles? Oh, no. Yeah, I started getting desperate and stupid. Yeah, we get desperate and stupid. It's not a good mix. You have to go with confidence. This yeah. guy doesn't want desperate, comp desperate, desperate guy on his roster. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so he drops me. So I put all that up on the internet. I had beautiful, you know, this is my personal page. That's why I try to keep that one personal. I get the fan page. So all these people just showered me with just this grace and dignity and integrity, and that's what I want. How I want to live my life. I don't want to live my life in defense. I don't want to be that guy. But I am. It's a part of me. It's a part of all of us. We've yeah. got this anger. You know, you're angry at, the, at what's, go, what's going on, but you also don't want to be a victim or responsible for this. So how do I invite this in? I have to figure that out. So guess what I did? I wrote letters to several people, including my ex, uh -huh. of amends. I wrote some amends letters. You know, I wrote to the Miners Council, and I said I took full responsibility <laughs> And I uh, and guess what happened? So there's no response from them. This is what I want to tell people or advise people or suggest to people. When you do something that when you're taking responsibility, saying you're sorry for your actions and things like that, don't expect anything in return. I got no, yeah. no so letters. So you send them to them. Yeah, I sent them. I got, and guess, guess who felt cleaner? I felt clean. You know, I, I, felt, I felt much better about that. Speaking of clean. <laughs> Can you believe 
that segue. That happened by accident. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about Pure Cleanse. Yes. But I want to tell you, can I tell you real quick, the uh -huh. end of the story? Once that happened, a shift happened. A shift took place. Or shit happened. It's a, it's, that's right. We're going to get to the shit. We, uh, shift took place. The very next day, boom, an agent. Got a new agent. Nice. Within 24 hours. New agent. Very next day, boom, I hear we're in the top 100 podcasts yeah. on iTunes. It spiked up to 56. Boom, Three. sold out a comedy club. Boom, standing ovation. Boom, love everywhere. Nice. Went and, uh, hung out with my buddy. Laughed like crazy. Had a great day. Kids are there. We're laughing, having a wonderful time. And that's how life works. If you choose to clean, you got to have the cleanse. There's the spiritual <laughs> cleanse, and then that there's the literal cleanse. biological cleanse, which I'd like to talk about right now. I am been on and off of, like I said, I'm, I'm bi everything. I'm not bisexual, <laughs> though. I've never been bisexual. That's not my thing. Finally, he admits it. No, no, no. Now let's keep cleanse. But uh, Pure Cleanse is a, it's a super urban fiber detox drink, okay? And I do this. I, I mix it with my shakes in the morning. And I got to tell you, it cleans you out. Mm -hmm. Now, the, I'm going to say the negative. The negative is it is the stink that you have never – because it's getting rid of toxins. <laughs> so the poo-poo is beyond level 10. That's I don't awesome. even like my own poo-poo or farts anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, when you're <laughs> – I don't know if that's awesome. I usually – I actually have done that thing like a wine, like a fine wine where I wave my farts right into my nose. Mm -hmm. I won't do it with this. Now, no. that's the only negative. So I'm not putting myself under the covers for a little no covered longer. wagon. Not doing that because it really gets the terrible toxins out of you. But guess what it does? It makes you thin, more alive. You feel better about your life, and you just feel you feel healthier because you're taking this. Now, we have a deal going on. Really special. A really special deal. It's called Judy Marie's Miracles of Health, and it's a product for life. It's for your life. Mm -hmm. Friends so for life. You wanna make, if you want to make your life better and more healthy and make better decisions – and hence, by the way, make more money. That's what people don't understand. They go, how much does it cost? How much does it cost? Do you understand the flow of life, how it works? Is If you get right with your life and get healthy, you're spending less money on doctors. You're spending less money on stress because you're feeling better. And now you're able to do the job that you're able, that you're able to do or capable of doing. Yeah. You can do a better job, make more money. It's all about the flow. Now, talk about a flow. <laughs> this stuff has the flow going on, okay? So we have a deal for you. It's cleansing. It's detoxification. It's about bowel regulation. And I, I, who wants to talk about this stuff? It's a shitty job, but someone's got to do it. So I'm talking about it because we have a deal. What's the deal, yeah, so Sarah? So if you go to miraclesofhealth.com, miracles, miraclesofhealth.com, the first five people to order the product from the show they get 50% off of their order. Whoa! 50%. So if they do it right now, yeah. so, so the live listeners are going to get this deal right away. Yeah. So uh, miraclesofhealth.com, first five people, go there, order this, and actually start taking it. Yeah, let them know. Just say that you're from Laugh It Off. There's a coupon code that you're, there's, you just enter in Laugh It Off. Laugh It Off. So That's the name of our show. Us. And by the way, if you don't aren't the first five, you still get free shipping. That's right. On your first order. On your first order, you get free shipping. Uh, take this stuff. I highly recommend it. I take it. I was uh, 222 pounds, and now this morning I was 203. Woohoo! So uh, I, think, I think it's pretty good. I, you know, I do some other things. I don't work out. But... Uh, <laughs> So all I do is I just my workout is to shake and make a shake. But anyway, uh, we have a little break. Uh, 
we're coming back, and one of my buddies is coming here, and uh, he's one of my bromances. My my local bromance, nice. Kevin Cronin, REO oh, Speedwagon. Is he one of those? And by the way, <laughs> no, he's not on my list. Uh, he uh, He's coming in, and we're going to play a game. So make sure you stay with us, because you can play the game and win fabulous prizes. You're going to go against Kevin. We're going to play a music game, and you're going to go against Kevin. All that and so much more. You have to stay with us. Get that phone number down and be ready to call us, because you want to be a contestant here. And uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products, along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout, and save 20%. Here's That's reality, great. guys. If you're over 30, your testosterone levels may have already begun to decline. It's a medical fact that testosterone levels decrease with age. Here's the good news. ProGene, the only all-natural dual-action testosterone supplement, is giving away a free month supply to every guy that calls today at 800 843-8577. Kick your drive back into high gear and be the man you want to be again. Try it for a month for free. There's nothing to lose. Feel younger again and be the man you want to be. Call 800-643-8577 for details. That's 800-643-8577. Do you need cash now? If you own your car or other qualifying vehicle, City Loan will put cash in your pocket in as little as 15 minutes, 3,000, 5,000, or even more. Here's how it works. Just call City Loan at 877-CASH-SOS and tell us about your car. If you have the pink slip and the ability to pay back the loan, City Loan can lend you up to 60% of its value with no credit check, and you get to keep your car to drive. So if you need cash now for any reason, call City Loan at 877-CASH-SOS. That's 877-CASH-SOS. Online at 877-CASH-SOS.com. You know, I needed money fast. I asked for an advance through my work. But I was turned down. I tried everywhere to get a loan. Then I called City Loan, and I got the money I needed that same day. Thanks, City Loan. Call 877-CASH-SOS today and get the money you need now. You'll thank us, too. All loans made pursuant to a California Department of Corporations Finance Lenders Law License. Hey, parents, if your child's birthday is right around the corner, then listen up. BirthdayExpress.com has you covered with everything you need to make the next birthday the best one ever. From favors and treats to balloons, games, and decorations. Even better, go to BirthdayExpress.com today, use promo code PARTY, and get 15% off everything. Birthday Express also has an enormous selection of themes, including brands like Angry Birds, The Avengers, and Dr. Seuss. Just go to BirthdayExpress.com today and use code PARTY for 15% off. That's BirthdayExpress.com, promo code PARTY. Whether it's a serious fall, fire danger, or other type of home emergency, Life Alert is there for you. The company with its slogan, Help, I've Fallen and I Can't Get Up, protects its members. Here are some of them. When you have a heart attack like I did and there's no one there, Life Alert was there for me. Having a secure feeling through Life Alert is ideal. My independence is possible because of it. Now, Life Alert can also protect you in a fire emergency with a system that automatically notifies our monitoring center. Thanks to Life Alert, you can live alone without ever being alone. With Life Alert protection, elderly people can avoid or delay going into a nursing facility. For a free brochure about Life Alert service, call now 1-888-443-5588. That's 1-888-443-5588. Call Life Alert now for your free brochure at 1-888-443-5588. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
And we're back. We're back? We're back. Sorry, I was a little uh, not used to these commercials. We got commercials now, which is good. But I like the music. I like being able to play oh, music. Oh, you mean you're not playing music anymore? Because I've got, had people comment. We've got three minutes your, of, of your, commercials now. Really? I've heard people comment on your musical choices, Joel, and uh, they're they're digging it. So we're like a music show. Today I, we're a music show, too. We have REO yeah. Speedwagon is coming. I still will on not the, the halfway, band, but, yeah. Mark, because we'll take a longer break on the halfway. I'll still play music then. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to play REO Speedwagon? Yeah, of course. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the uh, concert this year, the REO, my first REO Speedwagon concert, even though I've known them since uh, geez, 97. I've known them since 97. I'm actually the one who got them together with uh, Sticks. They've actually recorded and toured together, and I introduced them. They came to my show and all that kind of stuff. So, so he was on. Wait, so who was in both bands? Or no, what, he's not what? in both bands. They're kind of connected with Sticks, and I'm. They gave me credit too. I'm not just making this up. That I kind on the of, album. You know what they did on the album? <laughs> damn it! I'm gonna have to. You know, in person though, live in front of my son, and that's the only thing that counts. Yeah. They said, "Oh, he's the, well. We'll talk about it on the air when Kevin yeah, comes in. Right. Kevin Cronin is coming up. Uh, Ario Speedwagon." Right now we're talking about, we got no calls on it, because I thought we would, because a lot of people do comment on my Facebook, and a lot of people have their opinions on how you deal with court situations and things like that, but we haven't had anyone call. And, and, but you have a difficult court situation you went through, am I right about that, sir? When Did I was you? younger? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was for my parents. It was difficult for them, and we. Did you ever have to testify? No, we didn't. But we'd go to we'd go and sit outside and stuff for years. Yeah. Were you you would sit outside the court. Yeah, my with my stepdad or my mom, they represented themselves eventually. Yeah, that's what happens. Is mm -hmm. the you know you can't afford the lawyers anymore. I hired a lawyer this last time. I figured, oh, this will be the final time. I've said that a million times. Mm -hmm. You know what lawyers do? Is they're they're funny. Is they go, they'll, they'll they wrap it up and they spin it to be like you had a victory here. And you know what that means? You're going to have to hire me again to have another victory. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they it's like going to a craps table and they're trying to keep you gambling. Yeah, it's 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 amazing to me. It's they they keep you in this system of which they're all feeding. We're paying all of their salaries, the judge, the minors counsel, the lawyers, opposing opposition, all those people. Then you have the evaluators and all those things. So what do you do with these? What do you do when you're in those situations? I mean, how do you turn it around? How did you turn it around as a child? What I, did you do about it? I don't know if I because did that's a lot of angst for a child a to have. Lazy eye, you know. Like you had a lazy I got, eye. Like, yeah, and I like. You think that was? I had a, a what, what is it? Shingles in kindergarten. Like I, it was very stressful as a kid. Like the divorce and everything. My mom. The whole point was my mom wanted to move us out of California to Colorado. So my dad put up a big fight and to punish her and stuff. And he's like, "But I want to be a dad." And he, she's like, "Since when? <laughs> you know, since they're leaving." So. It was a, and it was the best move that we all could have made, but it, it definitely took a lot of fighting, a lot of evaluations, and a lot. Of, yeah, you have to go through, and then you you had to go to the therapist and the evaluators. Circle and a bunch they, of pictures. How does Daddy make you feel? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> angry, you like know? a snowman <laughs> mixed with a fire hose. Oh, it was yeah. I mean, because I'd go over to my dad's house, and all he'd do is play video games or watch baseball, and so like we would just then. So what all I would games? do is like go into his back office and be like, Daddy makes me angry. <laughs> like just draw pictures the whole time and then like finally wait for my mom to come pick us up because that was like awesome you'd like draw a picture of you throwing the ball at him yeah at his head or something or like in the one thing he'd do is take us to church you know and so i'd just sit in the pews and just like mock like the therapy session and like just draw pictures of like when i'm with mommy i feel great and when i'm with daddy <laughs> i hate myself you know <laughs> like 
I don't know what I was doing. It was really weird, and it, it took uh, Let me ask you a question yeah. from another perspective. Yeah. Do you think any of your perspective had to do with your mom's perspective? That's what I've always been concerned about is how much influence does a parent have if you're trying to get your agenda across, yeah, that I'm they're sure. a bad guy or a bad woman. I'm sure my mom wasn't super... Grant, I was young, so my mom wasn't super vocal about anything with my dad. And oh. so, like, we could kind of pick up on... I just knew what felt good. It felt good to be at my mom's house. It didn't feel good to be at my dad's house. Right. So that was kind of... So it was a basic general uh, feeling that you yeah. had. And it had nothing to do with being influenced one way or another. I mean, it, I'm sure it did, because I was a child, and child children are easily influenced. But I had a sense of, when, I feel, when I'm at my mom's house, I feel safe. When I'm at my dad's house, I don't. I don't like it. You know? Right. You and feel so, like you have to watch baseball with them. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't know. I, it was just like play by yourself. It was just boring. And yeah. it was like, a, and so they, it was this huge thing where every time he'd come to pick us up on his days, the, you know, we wouldn't go. So he'd call the police, you know, and the police would have to come and force us to go with him. And then eventually they just said, you guys have to figure this out for yourself. We're not coming again, Mr. That's Sweet. what happened here, too. Yeah. yeah I, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you get in that position where I guess he was in a position. I've been in that where there's a no show. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you know your mom or my kid's mom—they're responsible yeah. for the no-show. So now the kids are in the middle of uh, of a battle now, mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do with it because you can't go over to the house. My mom would never not show up. Like really? the thing is, is when he'd come and pick us up at my mom's house, we'd scream, cry, lock ourselves <gasps> in the bathroom. Oh no! So then that's when he'd have to call. Him. And, oh. and he was doing the best he could. And I, granted, we didn't want to go to because he'd always take us to church. Like we'd always, <laughs> like even on Wednesday nights, we'd have to go to church. And so then we started sneaking out. Like we'd just start sneaking out, go to the AM, PM. I was six yeah and then we got it's caught and then they had to go like and then they forced us back into bible study and wednesday nights and so we just didn't I, I don't think it was totally his fault he did the best that he could right you know so well, it's it was, not a fault matter no. you know that's the thing is a lot of our society we try to find the fault i mean the, the best thing that we can do is just do the self-examination thing is like you know, except for uh, prostate, you, know, you don't want to do any self-examining. <laughs> it's hard to or get back there. But, uh, but for me, a lot of <laughs> for, for me, a lot of it is about the pause. Is is you hit that pause button mm -hmm. because if you have a if you have a constant narrative that's going on in your mind, it's it's cluttered and it's filled and it's filled with a lot of fear. By the way, that's that's put there by other people and things and circumstances and other people's reactions. Yeah, because everyone's going to react to something. They're all, especially when they hear something as volatile as, as my dissolution of marriage with my ex, mm. they're going to react to it. They're going to take a side. And then fear is involved. And then, then of course, what they're exposed to and what they're told. You know, So you're told one version of a story. And then you're sitting there defensive going, I want my version of the story. But then if you pause and you go, you know what? It's okay if that other version gets out. Mm, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, It's hard. It's hard, and especially when the kids are affected. Oof. Our kids in our neighborhood, they're affected because we're supposed to have a sleepover, and then the mother found out it was in my house, and she's buddies with my ex, cancels a sleepover because of what she's heard. Yeah. So, I mean, there's part of me that goes to the defense, and I want, I want to take articles out in the paper, <laughs> take articles out in the paper with my defense. Yeah. But, you know, you look like a jackass when you defend yourself. Yeah, and people say, yeah. well, if he's, why is he defending it so hard? There must be truth in it. Have you ever been in that position? Where, you guys are a little too young to remember the OJ thing. Am I right about no. that? No, no. Okay, so that was, what, uh, yeah, whenever you nice. see a, a case, a court case, don't you think to yourself, what would I do if I were innocent? That's what I do. Every single time I go, okay, I picture OJ. 
And okay, if you're not so innocent, innocent. Not which innocent. of course he's not, of course he's not, because he didn't act innocent. The first thing I would do, which I did in this case with me with my ex, lie detector test. Yeah. So then Wait, I, you did take one. Oh yeah, I volunteered. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll do I'll do five more if it would shut that family up and shut stop her from doing this. Yeah. But guess what they do? They go, ah, you just lied and you know, it's inadmissible. But, but aren't I acting like I'm innocent? You know what I mean? Like that I would even subject myself to that? Ugh. I mean, that's what I would say to myself. So I say, what in the world would I do if I got accused of something? And guess who? Guess that's manifested in my life. I get accused of this stuff and I don't know what to do. So here's one of my problems. I am, I overthink and I overreact. Yeah. And I start whacking away at trying to explain myself and explain my it's just it doesn't serve any purpose and i know this i'm saying out loud and hopefully this will help other people get through this hopefully it'll help me get through this situation which is basically it's temporary it's just temporary mm -hmm. it's just going on right now in this moment yeah doesn't yeah. make for the funniest show in the world <laughs> yeah well, we have a lot saying. of funny bits that we could get to i could be mirth monkey yeah. if i wanted to i could turn it on but i do want to have a little bit of purpose behind these things i saw reviews by the way we're getting great reviews but there are a couple reviews of which i wanted to defend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on itunes i recommend people please review our show and rate our show please. and a lot of people are getting it they really get what our purpose is you have to have a purpose mm. so if your purpose is just to entertain and be a mirth monkey and you know you know, talk about sex all the time and, you know, really be bawdy and crazy and, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll, then then that would probably not be the show for you. We have rock and roll coming in later. But anyway, yeah. well, uh, you know that saying, would you rather be right or happy? Yes. What does that mean? Because I'm like, can you be both? <laughs> like, why do you have to choose? I'm not going to be right, but I because, and then I'll be happy. Do you get that saying? Yeah. You want me to talk about yeah, that? I love with that. You? Yeah. OK, here's what it is. You're coming. I'll try to keep it personal. Okay. okay? So um, I want to defend myself and tell the court. This is a perfect example. I want to tell them and everyone else. I want public opinion to change in my neighborhood. And I want people to know that I am right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, it's never going to happen. I'm powerless over those people. I'm powerless over what they think about me. Mm -hmm. I'm powerless over the people that give bad reviews of the show that don't get it. Mm -hmm. It's not up for me to have them get it. Either I have this Twitter guy that's uh, you know, attacking me because of one comment that I made, and I'm and I'm and I'm like firing back at him, you know, like like he's ever gonna go, oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Right. Like my ex is ever gonna go, you know what? I've been thinking, Craig, and what you wrote in that nine-page soliloquy, <laughs> I've changed my mind. Right. It's not going to happen. So that would be me trying to be right in my defense. Okay. So. Would I rather be happy is the case. So the happiness would only come from self-evaluation. It could only come from pausing. It would only come from restraining, from writing these letters or, or doing anything like that and just be in the moment and be happy. And guess what? In my moment, there are my beautiful children. And there's my wife. And I'm good enough. I sound like Jack Handy or whatever. <laughs> you know, damn it, I'm good enough. Yeah, no, so it's about the other people thinking you're right. So it's surrendering them thinking that you're right well surrendering you trying to convince them right. that you are right with your premise whatever it is you trying to convince them will never make you happy i mean it's going on in politics right now people are battling no one's hearing one another mm -mm. and by the way doesn't life all boil down to you just want to be heard and seen 
And that's what happened on Facebook the other day when I put this out, how the difficulties I was having. All these people responded. Basically, the general message was, I see you. I see you for who you really are. You really are a good guy. You might mess up. We all do. But you know what? I love you, and I, lo I love who you are, and you're really, in general sense, a good guy. And by the way, I think that about people who are quote-unquote evil. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, <laughs> and doggone it, people like me. People, people like, like me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Smalley. Yeah. Yes. That's right. You look it in the mirror. I, I did that once with a uh, buddy of mine. He plays baseball. And he goes, and I couldn't believe he actually did. He came backstage, uh, Johnny Damon. He was a really great baseball player. And he was playing at the a for the A's at the time. He comes backstage in San Francisco. And I go, Johnny, what's up? You're hitting like 220. He goes, uh, I can't hit in the spring. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good in the spring. I don't know what it is. I said, see that mirror? And he actually did it. I go, you look in that mirror and go, hi, I'm Johnny Damon. Damn it, I'm good enough. And I love the spring. I can hit in the spring, and damn it, I'm good. And he actually he repeated every word I told him to nice. do. And guess what? He went three for four the next day. Turned it around. Turned it around. It's all about perception and perspective. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So what, now, what, did I answer your question yeah. about the happy and the happy and right and yeah, all that? I understand. Because we really do go on this mission to try to convince people as opposed to just be you and and allow things to resonate. That's a big thing that's happened in my life too. The big transformation that took place is I started to trust. I started to trust that this person supposed to be my friend. Forcing a friendship and making something into what it's not is not going to work. That happened with the ex, and now I have the present wife that it doesn't happen with whatsoever because mm -hmm. there's a full seeing and a full hearing. And don't don't we so I was talking about the evil people, the, the quote unquote evil people. <laughs> I, I was so mad at George Bush when he goes, axis of evil, they're evil. And I thought I always think of myself, kids, a kid's perspective. When he said that, I'm thinking as a kid, I remember when I heard that about Russians. So what did I think about Russians when I was a kid? Uh, uh, I, better, I better build a better, a better box because <laughs> I got to hide from them because they're going to come with a bomb. Yeah. And with bomb shelters and everything else, I'm going to build a bomb shelter. I'm going to put cans of peanut butter. <laughs> you know, ones that the radiation can't get through. This is what I'm thinking as a kid. Is this what you want to think? It's all Russians are coming after me. They're the pod people. That's, That's what it. you think as a yeah. child. This is your only perspective is what an adult is telling you. So they're telling me that the Russians are evil. They're coming after me. They're all the same. Yeah. They are, you know, this godless, useless society. They're all about war and destruction. Having nothing to do with a child who's being raised there that is a completely innocent ch child. And just because they're Russian, they're all evil. So I thought that about George Bush. I'm going, what are you telling my kids? You're saying that all these three countries, they all have evil people. They're is it access of evil. They're all evil. Terror, terror, terror. It's like he had Tourette. He was having terror, Tourette, this guy. Terror, terror, terror. They're coming after us for our freedom. They want our freedom. Do you think it's that you're, oh, so, yeah, you're, you're living over there in a yurt or whatever? You're just trying to exist. You're trying to have a good life. I mean, do you ever think about and have compassion or empathy about these people who are allegedly evil? Do you think you're living over in a yurt and going, hmm, you know, I'm going to plot a plan because they have color television. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have freedom. I'm going to get them. No, no you're a six-year-old kid. You just want your sandwich. Yeah. You want your hummus or whatever it is. <laughs> Repeat a 
Peter Bread. So that's what I, that's what really bothers me is when you do these general labels of people. You know, this guy that's going out on Twitter with me. You know, he's got me labeled. You're a sheeple. You're a idiot. He's calling me all these sheeple? names. Sheeple. That means you're a sheep. A people sheep. Yeah, it means you're you're like following others. I yeah. actually would tend to think that I am the opposite of that. Is I'm trying to come up with alternative narratives because we get the other narrative, don't we? We yeah. get the power one. I am in charge. I am the great and powerful. You know, and then the sheeple are the people of Oz that just go, ho, 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 it's the merry old land of Oz. Mm -hmm. Chirp, 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 and a couple of la-dee-da's. <laughs> that's how we, you know, that's what they do in Oz. And if there's this guy behind the curtain that's trying to control everybody. Mm -hmm. That's what goes on, isn't it? That they're trying to control your thoughts and who's evil and who is not. And then you have the other perspective of Wicked. What a great play that was because it gave you the other perspective yeah. of this is how she turned out to be that way. That's called empathy and that's called compassion. That's all I try to come from is that place. And by the way, that doesn't make me right. It right. makes me happier to have compassion. It makes me happier to have empathy for people. Doesn't it? Yeah. Or does it make you happier to be right that they're bad? Or does it make you happier to gather, quote, unquote, evidence that's been handed to you that proves that they're bad people? It proves what they're going to do to you. What, what's, which one makes you happier? Well, I want to. Yeah, what's, I huh? mean, long term, obviously, you know, people get addicted to that rush of being right. Yeah, I definitely. Like, yeah. I think that that definitely becomes a, it, it feels good on some level to have yeah, that kind of but drama. But it's so short lived. It's I would just, love to hear from other people, by the way. How do you turn it around? How do you turn around your righteousness? Do you take that pause? Do you stop yourself from being right and go to happy? Give us a call at 323-622-8623. I want to hear some of the positive stories, some of the positive spin on how you dealt with adversity. We don't really necessarily want to live our lives staying in the adversity, do we? Do we want to stay with a, a defined enemy that's been defined by someone else? Is that what you want to do? Is that what you want to gravitate towards finding reasons to hate that person? It's always an enemy du jour. If you yeah. go back in history, there's always an enemy du jour that they will promote propaganda and spin it and make sure that you remain in fear of these people that are coming after you. And here's who it is today. Yeah. So I always like step back and go, no, they're people. They're just people. They just want to live their lives. They just want to be fed. They want love as well. They just don't have Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have faith. No, some of them do. So anyway, uh, give us a call, 323-622-8623. Make it quick. Call right now because we have to take a break. I don't see Kevin here, by the way. Yeah, I'm very excited. Kevin's coming. He'll mm -hmm. have a different perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder if he, I, wonder, I wonder if he answers all questions in life with songs. I hope so. <laughs> That's the only way that you should answer I mean, them. yeah. Am I going to ask him a question? And I'll go, well, how do you handle adversity? Keep on rolling. <laughs> I don't Keep I on rolling. <laughs> I think that there's something to it that I think drama feels really great and it's an addiction. I don't think yeah? it feels, yeah, I really do. And I think it's a hard addiction to break. And yeah. I don't think that because if you f don't fill it with something else, and I don't really think that there's, this is a way that you should exist versus you shouldn't. It's just results, you know, it's consequences. And it's what kind of life do you want to lead? But I know that people, they feed off of drama. But are like you it, saying you do too? That you like I think drama? Like the collective consciousness? Yeah. You do? I mean, no. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to not, like, I'm trying to zen out a little bit more. Uh -huh. But it's this, it's an impulse. And I don't know, Joel, you can relate to it. It's a constant impulse. It's like you want to hear the gossip. 
You know, it's like you want to be pissed about something in your family. You want to be pissed about something. Yeah, there's a gravitational pull, isn't there? I mean, it's like 90 percent of our intake is negativity. Mm -hmm. So to say that we don't have a pull towards that. I mean, it's, we do. We totally do. But what do you do about it? And how much do you want to go You'd into that? You have to experience something else in order to say, oh, I like that better. That makes okay. me, I like that sensation better. Can you get that experience from someone else? Can someone else say, or you, you look at someone else's experience and say, wow, I, I kind of want what they have. Do you ever go there? Yeah, but then I think that to actually switch that behavior, there's a lot of rock bottom that has to oh, happen. Oh, yeah, To absolutely. say, oh, I can't keep living like this. Because you can say so many times, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to do this differently. I mean, talk about every relationship I've been in. Never again. I'm never <laughs> going to. And then it's like, oh, two years later, whoops. You know, I did this. And never again. And it's only till you hit rock bottom and then change happens. Right. That I can't live like that anymore. I will die if I live like that. Yeah. Well, that's what all recovery processes are about because people don't realize this. You can't just pop a pill and it all goes away. I think that's another thing in our society. That's part of the narrative, by the way, is these really wealthy drug companies are in cahoots with the doctors. Am I right? This isn't a conspiracy. It's just a fact, right? Yeah. They're definitely in cahoots. They have to be. So then they they now put the narrative out there in commercials and bombard us. Here's your answer. We have about a, a thousand side effects. You could die, but uh, I love the Ambien one. Three quarters of the commercial is how it could kill you. Yeah. I need a, I need a better sleep, not a dirt nap. Thank you, Ambien. You know what I mean? And all of these things. It's like, well, you can have this. You can have pretty much a good chance that you're that you're going to quit smoking. But we've got nine other effects that could kill you. So maybe the smoking won't kill you, but these other things will. You can have a heart attack, cholesterol. Whatever have you else. seen the, the the extreme side effects from Ambien? There have been all these instances of people like sleepwalking and doing crazy things. Yes, like of course. Driving their cars and painting their house and like <laughs> buying stuff online and binge eating all on Ambien. Yeah. Ask yourself a logical question. Okay, this is just a logical question. It's just a question. If the drug companies have lobbyists that are in Washington, okay, do you not think that these things, these drugs that are legal, do you not think that these are not vetted properly? Don't you think that they're, they're probably going to pass pass these things right through while we're still focused on marijuana, yeah. which you can grow in your backyard, and that's probably the problem because they don't own it? It's not owned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it can just yeah. be grown. That's right. It can grow to your backyard the way the big G planned it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, that's what I'm wondering is, is like if we use our logic sometimes, it, it can help with some soul freedom. And that's what we're talking about here is if you're connected to this drama and you keep focusing on these things, you can't just pop a pill. You have to repeat the behavior and repeat the behavior. You're repeating already the behavior that got you to the angst and, and just bottom so then you have to repeat a behavior that's going to lift you up, right? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And of course we're all going to fall. And you have fall. to form new habits, break yeah. patterns. That's Forming right. new habits, it habits. takes a long time, 21 days to form a new habit. So if you can keep that in your mind. And my mom taught me this thing the other day. She says, on your fingers, I am here now. To live in the moment, like just to be connect yourself oh, back in. I one. am here now. Oh, and by the way, guess way, who else is here now? We just got hey, um, Kevin, Kevin Cronin just walked in from Mario Speedwagon. Wait, I just got a text How cool from did our Pure studio Cleanse. just become? There are two more fifty percent off available chances. You got a text from Pure Cleanse. Uh, so you how do we go there? Miraclesofhealth.com. So three have taken up on the fifty percent offer. You can get well. Your tummy starts to go down. You're not bloated. 
you, you'll start to feel better. Your poisons go right out of your system. It's a detox that you don't have to go to a doctor. You don't have to pay a doctor go to, miracles to get well. Com. Tell them that you're from Laugh It Off and get 50% off. Only two more left, two though. More two left. more left. So go there right now. I appreciate it. And uh, we have more. Listen, if you are an REO Speedwagon fan, now is the time to He's get here. our phone number. Because you're going to be able to talk. You're going to play a game. We're going to have a contestant. A musical game against Kevin Cronin of REO Speedwagon. I'm sure we'll hear some of their music. I don't see him with an instrument, though. I don't think he's going to bring any instruments. <laughs> we'll, we'll go acoustic. No, I, acapella. acapella. That's acapella. Yeah. I knew it was an A word. Anyway, uh, more coming up. Stay with us. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, and before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com. If you're like me, you probably had to do something hard today. I mean, personally, I hate washing out socks. That's why we made Geico.com so exceedingly easy. Easy to see how much you could save on car insurance, Easy to review and update your policy. Change of address. Just a few clicks and you're done. Visit geico.com today, because life is hard enough. I mean, I don't even wear socks. Hello? Hi, is this Steve Bostick, president of Right Size Smoothies? Yes, are you calling about the free two-week trial? Well, so I already got the free trial. In fact, I've lost a ton of weight with your smoothies. Wow, that's great news. But now I have a problem I never thought I'd have. I can't stop losing weight. But I don't want to stop drinking your smoothies. I love them. Well, here's one thing you can do. Only drink one smoothie a day. That way you won't cut as many calories. And if you ever need to lose weight again, you can always drink more smoothies. With delicious right-sized smoothies, you'll love losing weight. So to get you started, we're offering anyone who calls today a free two-week trial of our powerful weight loss smoothies. You can even get free shipping. Call 1-800-644-1751. Try Right Size Smoothies free for two full weeks. And we'll also send you our best-selling blender bottle absolutely free. Call 1-800-644-1751. Ask how you can even get free shipping. That's 1-800-644-1751. 1-800-644-1751. Um, this is your old PBX phone system. I won't be in today. I'm feeling kind of pricey. My hardware's acting up, and I got this big hole where my features should be, and I'm tired. I think I just need to lay here today, okay? Bye. Switch to Ring Central for a cloud-based phone system. There's no hardware to set up. It's loaded with features like smartphone and tablet management, and it's priced from $19.99 a month per user with unlimited calling. Ring Central. Phone systems reimagined. Sign up for a free trial at ringcentral.com. Are you an inventor? Or do you know an inventor who would like to attempt to have an idea or invention patented and submit it to industry? For free information on how to get started, call InventHelp toll-free at 1-800-762-7000. InventHelp is America's largest invention company. Their referrals have helped inventors secure more than 7,000 patents, and they can provide free inventors' information for you. Find out how to record your invention's date of origination and get an informative brochure and other material of interest to new inventors. 
Get started by calling 1-800-762-7000. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product, you'll want to get this free inventor's information from InventHelp. Find out how to try to patent your invention and submit it to industry. Call now to get your free inventor's information. Call 1-800-762-7000. That's 1-800-762-7000.
Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. In the world of surreal, I must admit something. It's really weird when you're listening to an iconic song, mm-hmm. iconic band, in the same room where the guy's sitting next to you. <laughs> it's just really weird. I, I don't know if he would feel that way if he was listening to my stand-up, and there I was. Oh, but no. uh, Kevin Crona is with us from REO Speedwagon, and you just heard REO Speedwagon. You've heard them quite a bit. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. And, and, and the crowd, the crowd, <laughs> I'm sorry we have a smaller crowd than you're used to. No, hey, as long as the room is full, I'm good. Every seat is occupied. <laughs> That's true. We even have standing, standing room only exactly. in there. Yeah. Exactly. Ileana's standing. So, so okay. yeah, it, it's, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And it, it took this, you being on my show, for us to finally get together. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, we've been, I, we've I been I attempting called, that for a long time. But I called you for for That's a little uh, romantic uh, yeah. Waffle House uh, <laughs> or, or uh, what's it I'm called? I'm glad what? you used that. I'm glad you used that term because they make fun of me about my bromances. Really? Yes, hey, they do. Who's they? Who All three they? that are looking at you, <laughs> the three youngins that are judging us right now. Okay. They don't understand the term. They, they, well, they, 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 they no, they get, get the term, but they don't get what it's about. We don't okay, get they don't get the. <laughs> it's nothing to do. Why is it always about gay or straight or bi? I'm a straight male that's looking for bromances right. that are also straight males so we can hang out. We women, have, women are allowed to do this. Women are know, allowed see? to have female friends. Yeah, it's called friendship. Like, right. why don't we have to say bromance? Well, because, well you because, don't have. We don't have to call yours a vagina mance because yeah. yours already happens. So, because we're allowed to have friendships, like intimate friendships, right, so we have right. to give the term. It's just so like women feel. dance together, right? It's accepted. You, you ever go to a nightclub? You see them dancing together. You're not going, hey, what a bunch of lesbos, right? Exactly. No, we enjoy that. Yeah, well, you might hope that. <laughs> <laughs> we start visualizing. Yeah, I'd like those two lesbos to be with me right now. But no, no when guys, romance, it, it, it is. It, it, yeah. it, it implies. A certain degree of heterosexuality, because yes. you're kind of you're kind of making fun of the fact that you're right. that, that you're you're friends, because you you don't want to give the impression that that there's any sexual, uh, you know, homosexuality involved. It's just guys can be friends without being gay, and you're, you're kind of making but, fun of it, even with yeah. the term. And right. you're, we even make fun of it when, when, by the way, when we were courting one another. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Craig, if you were gay, it wouldn't bother me. I know, you know it wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me either. Okay? okay, it doesn't bother me either way. But I, you know. I wanted to have I, I moved to this neighborhood and Kevin lives there. We yeah. met in like ninety seven or whatever and and I say, Oh, but maybe this is a good bromance. I start <laughs> I start thinking along those lines and I'm going, But who asks who out? You start to get into the there protocol. Are, there are some of the protocols that are, that are a little difficult. I don't even and, know if you could go Google it and find yeah. out what the protocol is. I mean what is who asks who out, who pays? I think you asked me out, but I paid. I think that's how it worked. Because I think that really? kind of balanced he's, he's it out. He's a little more successful. He's a little more successful. How does it go to that so too? Maybe yeah. he pays a little bit more. So that, that makes me you say I'm the chick? Am I the chick in this? Because I'm less successful. <laughs> yeah, but he beat me in golf. You know what I mean? Uh, so that so that gives him some macho what, points. Success there. is all relative. He needs a band behind him. I'm solo. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. That's so if you right. look at it like that, he's he's looking up to me. How do you do solo, Craig? I could never do that. No. He even walked in it. here today. He goes, I forgot my guitar. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I need a tour manager at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. So we set up some uh, romantic uh, breakfasts and uh, golfing and stuff like that. And by the way, I must tell you. Uh, well, he knows this already, 
But I uh, occasionally, when he doesn't call me back, or he doesn't get back to me, or he's just he's always touring this guy. You wait by the phone? No, I don't wait by the phone. I told him I'm cheating Wash on you. No, he actually, you. he actually went. He actually had a romantic breakfast yeah. at the same place yeah. that we had breakfast with another guy, oh, which really pissed me off. I'm he like, turned me on to this great breakfast place. I was, this is great. I turned my back. I, I'm on the road. I'm doing my job. I'm supporting my family, yeah. and the guy has the nerve to ask another guy. Okay, take, go, go out with another guy, but you have to take him to the same. Now, next time we go there, everyone in the restaurant's going to be looking at me like, oh, the, the other guy. So these bromances, you're going to see the guy from Cheaters walk in. You have to Look be what's monogamous. Going on here. What's you guys that? have to be monogamous. No, we don't. No, we but... established that in the beginning of the relationship, okay? okay. I said, you tour and I tour, okay? This has to be an open bromance. Now, I've had other guys turn me down. Brad Garrett lives in our neighborhood. Turn me down. Really? Oh, well, basically. I even said to him, I'm kind of a little pathetic. I go, you know, I'm looking for some guys to hang out with the new neighbors. <laughs> right, that, here, that doesn't sound right. But, but the thing is. And, and, Everybody loves Craig. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah. But, 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 but we, we, we talked about this, and it's true that when you make a living, when, yeah. when you're on the road half your life, most, most guys that live with kids in the neighborhood, with wives and, and homes in the, in the hood, they're, they they live in the same place and they're there all the time and so they you end up making friends and, and it, there's a more of a consistent thing your kids you meet at the yeah. you go to the school but for guys like us who are gone half the mm -hmm. time yeah. we we don't isn't that the strangest it, thing it's we don't connect you, you, in the you same come way you with, come back and everyone else is connected right. they all know one another all the little league guys are coaching together right. and then you're the stranger right. and by the way let's put on top of that that they know who you are that, that's so true. now now you have to be a certain way. Right, so right, another right. parent that's like yelling, you know, going, hey, that was a strikeout. You know, if you yell it, there he goes, that, yeah. that Cronin, that, that, that Dario Speedwagon guy. Who's he think he is? Yeah, but 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 in my defense, for on our, on my kids, I wasn't really saying that was a specific case. <laughs> He's defending himself. I didn't say that really happened. I never heard that in my life about you yelling about the strikeout. I did but, hear about so anyway. But but check it out for on our kids' little league team, they they actually made me what what they call, and you're probably familiar with this term, the culture keeper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up. I have it written down here. Those are the job. They have a job called culture keeper. My job on the team was to hang out because I was always at the games. So my job was to hang out in the bleachers because there are these parents. I don't know if it's like that all over the country, but in our neighborhood, mm -hmm. there are insane parents. There's like, you know, some 13-year-old yeah. ump who like misses a call. And these <laughs> parents are like... Yelling and screaming, swearing and like going crazy. That's true. The kid's thirteen years old, and he's making like three dollars an hour. He's just trying to make he's a little a, money. Yeah, he's, a, he's a freshman, little you know skateboard I mean? and, money. You know, these big like jock guys like yeah. screaming at him. So my job is to walk over if I see. I'm supposed to sense that if someone's getting a little hot under the collar and like walk up and sit next to him and kind of talk <laughs> to him a little bit before they lose their mind. That was my job. You know? The culture keeper. But here's the problem: keeper. is then That's they like confront the culture character. keeper. They'll confront the culture keeper. I thought it was That's, because you guys were experiencing so many other, other cultures. And no, no. He's not, he's not dealing That's with xenophobia or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that you were yogurt. very yeah. racist with your comment about the Muslim <laughs> child that was playing. No, it has nothing to do with the cultures. No. It has it's, to do with like your... It's peacekeeper. It, right. Well, it, yeah. yeah, but you're literally telling people manners. You're, right. you're reminding them. Uh, by the way, I was subjected to it last year. What, what, you, I you said one little comment. I said, I said, hey, Blue. That's what you call the ump. Blue, right. I said, hey, Blue, you know... 
he was just trying to I was trying to explain what happened. Of course, it was my son. My son is like the really nicest kid in the world. And he's a big dude. He's like Lenny from Mice and Men. He doesn't know he's hurting people. <laughs> well, you know him. He's just yeah, a, he's a giant a kid. And he knocks someone over at first base. You know, he's tagging him out. And his tag knocked the kid over. So typical Jared, he goes and he goes, are you okay? And he's like bending down to help him while they're running the bases. Oh, all right. So I'm going, I'm saying to the other guy, Blue, he was just being kind. And they're, they're scoring runs because he's going, are you okay? <laughs> well, what was the problem, though? I mean, that, The that problem seemed... was the culture people turns to me and says, shut your mouth. Like, you know, you got to stop. You're not allowed to say anything to the umps. But, that was part of the culture keeper thing. Right, but, so but, she yells at me in front of my ex. That was pleasant. Nice. But do you mean what Jared did Cause when he helped the kid up? What, what happened? Well, no, no. What I'm, what my point is, well, how, how was the umpire involved in your son being a good Samaritan, helping up some kid who he just accidentally crushed? The umpire allowed them to keep running. Oh, Their team. So your was, point was the ump should have said. Stop the play. Stop the play. Stop the play because it was, it's like a timeout. So I somewhere mean, in the rule book it says if the first baseman helps up the guy that he just knocked over, the play should stop. <laughs> Look at you, culture keeper over I'm here. I'm just getting... saying. I'm just yeah. saying. But, uh, I agree. What do you mean you agree? <laughs> you mean, if, okay. kid, if your kid's going to help the kid up, that's nice, but, you, you know. Yeah. Oh, nice look at you, Mr. Rumscore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, that the goes game, to my next question. The game goes on. Should the, every kid get a trophy? That's the other thing. I'm, I've been a, you haven't been a coach, though. You've only been culture keeper? I, Way to no, get promoted to coach. I was an assistant coach. Okay. Right. So you've been yeah. an assistant coach, oh, yeah. and you know it's like herding cats, and that's what they do. They throw their kids. You're their babysitter now. Right, basically. That's a, that's a nightmare. <laughs> And you're trying to, and you can't discipline the kids. And then the other thing is, you have to give them all a trophy right. or a game ball. Right. So we would have to make things up, like you know, <laughs> there was this one kid. He would get dropped off. His parents were always fighting. He would come with no equipment, and he would just show up. So I have to give this guy a game ball because he participated. Right. Great right. job showing up. Right. That's what you have to do. And then you have a speech afterwards. You remember the speech? Yeah. You have to go sure, why sure. they deserve the ball. Right. I would let go. I go, you'd, look, you'd have to look at a chart. Who gets it this week? Who's got the ball this week? Because right. they're going to have a fit if they, they're going to cry. Well, everyone if they has to get it one week. So, 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 if, if, so if the worst right. kid in the team does right. anything, it's like, okay, this is the week to give it to him because exactly. he'll probably never do anything. And then you have again. to make it up. Then you right. have to go, right. well, Jakey gets a ball, and everybody's surrounding. Oh, they're all surrounding around. Why is he getting the ball? Because he took a walk. And then you're like, mental patients, yay, Jakey! They're all applauding to the kid, and these mothers go really close to him like he's deaf. You're my hero. Oh, gross. You took a walk. You're my hero. We had a kid on our team when, when, when my boys, I, I got twins, and they, so they played in the same baseball team. We had a kid on their team. They must have been, I, they were pretty young, but this kid would show up, same thing, parents, clueless. Yeah. He would so we'd put him in right field and we'd be watching the game and and, and uh, if and the rare occasion that a ball got out of the infield because this mm -hmm. is like in t-ball right every once in a while they'd hit one and it'd get out of the infield into right field one day this kid was literally sitting in right field with his back to home plate <laughs> digging <laughs> digging in the dirt the ball rolled by and we're like oh geez all right give him the game ball he was digging when the ball went by that that's something he participated in that. So, yes yeah. yes. Way to be a groundskeeper. Yay, groundskeeper. <laughs> but what do you do? So, so see, here, when what I was a kid, yeah. I was the kid who never got a trophy. See, I was like the right. last guy picked. I, I'd become a great athlete in my in my older years. But Yes, but, in your but, mind. Yes, what you mind. tell your kids, you're yeah. a, well, a you, genius <laughs> athlete. You saw my golf game. So, <laughs> so, 
So I, I want to talk to your kids. Yeah, yeah. Whatever he's telling you, it's not true. No, my kids are like amazing athletes. My my Is boys are start on the on a. I mean, they're they're like crazy. My wife's a good athlete. So, but but but. Oh, you but married these, well. I did. All these guys, though, you know, that that are at basketball practice. My boys both start on on their basketball team. They, the assumption is that I must be like some <laughs> big jock, great player, and I sit around as if I am, even though of course I'm not. But it's nice because I get to pretend. But when I was a kid, you know, no trophy, nothing, no. nothing. You but know? it made you try harder. Maybe. And it also, but you know what it did for me? Last picked is actually a good thing, right? Because it just makes How you so. Well, I'll tell you why. Well, maybe it sucked big time. As a kid, there was nothing what? worse than, okay, here we are. We're going to pick up teams. And I loved basketball when I was yeah. a kid. So here we are. There's, there's, there's 10 of us, and we're going to pick. And it's like, okay, you, you two are the captains. It's like, and I'm sitting there, and my heart's palpitating. And yeah. I'm like sweating. I've, I've got Albert Brooks sweat coming down my face <laughs> because I know, I'm just hoping that maybe I'll get picked ninth instead of 10th. You know what I mean? And it's a horrible feeling as a kid. It is. Now, it's the is worst. It, is, it, is it a, you know, does it help to give everyone a trophy? or not that I, mean, I understand that question it's a tough one but. yeah it's i don't think that it does but i yeah. do think that the painful moments is what the, the things that you learn from yeah, you would and not then he writes like the best That's, love ballads of all time exactly like, if you had no pain right dealing right. with a friendship you know that you wanted to get laid right you wanted to turn it around <laughs> that's true so you write a song about it that's true. now just say for instance <laughs> she's like a, a picking a, a team right which she basically is she's picking the team that she's going to allow in her vagina right okay okay <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Or the person. Yeah, well, yeah. Who's first team. pick? Hopefully Apparently, one, team, one teammate at a time, right. but you know, we'll see. You know. Now, you well, wrote a song about that, right? Uh, you will, about you a know, friendship you, that you wanted to, right? Yes, yes. And the song is? Uh, well, I, I, my, pretty much my entire repertoire is about girls <laughs> that, that I had no chance with that I would hope that See? some, you know. Some. If you were first pick, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, but you'd I have no getting, platinum albums. You'd have no career getting, if you were the first pick. That's my point. Exactly, but I would have been getting laid all the time. I wouldn't have had to write the songs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. You were forced to from the pain. Right. If all you're right. first pick. I'm telling you, it, it's not sustainable. This sustained your career for all of these years. True. Since 1973, I think you've been with REO Speedwagon, yeah. right? 1972. 1972. So just, That's a long time. That's a, long That's a time. sustainable career. And I guarantee you, if they were handing you participation <laughs> trophies, you wouldn't have tried so hard. That's true. There are no participation trophies in the music business. You no. have to sell a half a million copies to get a gold record. You have to sell a million copies. Right. They don't give every guy that makes a record a little like tin record just, <laughs> just for having... <laughs> <laughs> made g g gone through it, yeah. So you're right. In Here's some way. aluminum foil right. just to give you an idea of, of just keep for going, participating, keep for going, just for being right. here, right. just for pulling at that guitar and singing a note. Here you go. It doesn't make any sense because if you give them a, a participation trophy for everything that they do, what? How will that help them later in life? Right. Let's say they're applying for a job and the guy says, "Well, you're not qualified to work here," and he's sitting in the interview going, "But do I get something for coming in the interview?" <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't I walk away with something? Do you have a bonus for me? No, you don't. Right. You're going to get turned right. down in life. Right. And if you were not turned down by a lot of girls, you were turned down a lot, weren't you? Do we have, what? <laughs> Do we have to go there? You know, the, you I'm just know. trying to rub it in because you've blown off many bromances with me, trying for dates. I'm going to write about it in my comedy, how many times you've shot me down for a little breakfast. I, I that's how comedy YouTube. that's how all writing happens though is you have to go through pain right so it's you're going to make the child better if they go through the pain you know what you have a point there i i, yeah. I would i would grant you that did you feel so you guys have both talked about being a little bit of outcasts when you were younger so yes. did you when you had success did you try to overcompensate 
to prove to yourself like more? Did you have to overdo it for to get that self esteem that you didn't get when you were younger? I think it was probably probably a motivating factor, you know, to try to try to be accepted, you know, just mm-hmm. the, and, that, and that was yeah. I, I'd say that was a big motivating. Did you ever go to your reunions and rub it in? I did not. Oh I come on! I did not. Well, I, I it's part of why thing. you go to reunions. I, know. I went to an all boys <laughs> high school. I know. I know. Why else? Oh, you went to all boys. I went to an oh, all boys high school, and I'm like, I don't want. Oh you know, yeah, like I wouldn't a, go back to that. It, it, it was like the Crespi of Illinois. You know, would you really want to go back and you know see all these all the guys that that used to you know knock you down in the hallway? It's like uh, you know, it's like I. Didn't, well, yeah, I didn't, but that, there is part of that though. You want to do though. You want to go. You know, look who I am now, and you're in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was in the elevator with a guy at our reunion, a guy that used to beat me up on a daily basis. And he's like, hey, man, I saw you on TV. And he shows me this mural of tattoo he had put on his back in prison. In prison yeah. I was going, oh, things are going well for you. I see. <laughs> How's that beating up people thing working out for you? Beat me up all the time. I was, I, and I, I was I, going out for sports. I was on their team and they would beat me up. Oh, boo. What do you mean, yeah. boo? That sucks. Yeah, of course it sucks. Yeah. But it made me, you know. Funny. Funny. <laughs> I was going with resentful and bitter, but that's okay. I like funny. Funny works for me. It makes us better writers and better creators. True that. I mean, so, I, I'll give you that. Do you have any people on the resentment list, though, that you go, you know, you want to get them backstage passes, just to, or front front row seats, just to just sort of rub it into them? You know, there was a time, there was one guy who just terrorized me through through high school, and and he ended up working at a radio station in Milwaukee. And I, I'm, I grew up in Chicago. And, and one day at like the peak of our success, must mm-hmm. have been like the early 80s, I walked into the radio station to do some press or some interviews or whatever. And this guy, I, the elevator door opens and here's this guy. And, and his name was Frank. And he, he would do things like I'd be sitting in my dad's car with my girlfriend just about to put the moves on her. And him and two gigantic goons would walk up <laughs> and start, like, pushing up and down on the car, pounding on the windows. One time he broke the, the, the radio an- <clears throat> antenna off the car oh. as I'm sitting there with Trying to get some action, yeah. It's like, boo. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, what am I going to do? You know, I'm like, down antenna. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, th- so I saw him there, and you know, and look, at, I bl- totally blew him off. I gave him the biggest Did blow you? off in the. He but, wanted to interview you now because he has a radio he's, show. And he's like, hey, I went to school with this guy. Was he playing it that something, way? Something he did. Yeah. He, he he well he kind of came on and was kind of friendly, and I just was like. You know, I, I, right. I, so what, wait, wait, what words? What can I say? Words here or not? <laughs> Any words? word you want. Pretty much. So, Any word yeah, you so want. I, said, I just kind of said, "Fuck you," and walked by. <laughs> now, in retrospect, what I wish I would have done is taken the high road because you know, really, I mean? yeah, I wish I would have taken the high road. We talked about that earlier, and, yeah. And 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 I kind of regret the fact that I blew him off like that because now I've sunk into his level. Ah. Now, now I'm doing to him yeah. what he did to me. You know, now I make him feel like crap. I wish I would have taken the high road. But, really? Yeah, I do, but I did. <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> well, now you have a chance. Yes, if you I can go back, right, that guy, go back to that guy. You, know, you still know his name. You can probably find him. Yeah, Maybe that's why you're here today. This is your intervention. All right. That man. See, I always like taking the high road, and and and, and, yeah. and, and the high road is always the best way to go, even though you feel like just like rubbing somebody's face. But that, doing that taught me a lesson because that yeah. was yeah. I, I realized that that now that I have the power to be the big as big an asshole as I want to be, I, I, it's better not to be that yeah. guy. It's better to kind of rise above it and and understand that 
you know. You realize it's better it's, because it feels better yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 After I did that, even though in the moment I was like, this was this was my chance to get back at him for that broken aerial. After I did it, I felt dirty. I felt mm. like, ah, oh, that what you know, that's not who I am. I'm I'm a guy who forgives and is and is you know, this completely contradicts somebody that's a rock and roller, <laughs> successful rock yeah. and roller. You do not expect these words to come out of somebody who's successful. You feel, hey man, I got live, I got pussy like <laughs> this. This what you expect. He's going, no, it's about forgiveness. Road, yeah. I thought that when I went to your concert, I was laughing to myself. I'll be honest with you, because you're touring with Ted Nugent, who was in big trouble. Right, and he was at the time. He was yeah. in trouble. He was in trouble. You know, Ted Nugent has been speaking out, and he basically said that they should do something to Obama. I mean, it was, it was not. You yeah, know, his thing was, yeah. if, if if Obama wins the election, yeah. I'm going to either end up dead or in jail. Yeah, but the and implication he was a little, was, a little yeah. implications right. and a little threats going on. So he's see, touring with him, right? He's with touring all this, and there's a lot of news about. It. I'm sure they're interviewing oh, yeah. about it. So Kevin comes out on stage. And he spins in an only Kevin's way, you know, he's there, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm not imitating you right now, right in front of him. He goes, hey, there's a lot of, a lot of political differences out there. But he goes, it's all about the rock and roll. <laughs> so, no, my thing was, it was all about like, like, like you're, you're, it's all about loving one another. And you're like, I was laughing at myself. You're following Ted Nugent with this nice message. A guy that's like shooting things and killing. You're going, no, but it's not that way. <laughs> No, my, th my thing was you can that you can that it's about listening to one another. That That's everyone, right. Everyone's That's so right. polarized in our country, and, and people wow. people yeah. on one side, you know, they all they can do is is express their side, and mm -hmm. the people on the other side express their side, and they're just they're busy talking. But I but my thing was you can learn something. That's right. You can learn the most from the people who you disagree with the most mm -hmm. if you just pay attention. Now, not that you have to agree with them, but at mm -hmm. least you can you can learn. And, and I is that amazing? We just talked about that. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what our message was in the first hour. Really? Exact message. Mm -hmm. Yes, we just want to be heard, and yeah. that goes for other countries and people. You know, interpersonal relationships. Exactly. It's yeah. not. I, I just learned, I'm, and I've been married. My wife and I've been married for twenty. We've been together for twenty three, twenty four years, something like mm -hmm. that. I just it just occurred to me that within the past year of, of us, you know, we've kind of tried to take it to another level relationship wise, trying to really That's get awesome. close and really like, yeah, really do it and. And, I, and it just occurred to me that it's not like you're not going to agree with everything that your spouse says. It's impossible, especially mm -hmm. if you have two people that are, you know, have strong opinions and are, you know, kind of A type personalities. Mm -hmm. and, and that's my wife is an A plus type personality. And, <laughs> and, and so that's we, your opinion. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we disagree. You know, yeah. we, we disagree on, on a lot of things. And, and, and so I realized that, well, you can't just go along with something that you disagree with because that now you're going to be now you're going to build up resentment you're going to end up in a right. passive aggressive way which is no good I, even though I've got that tendency I'm trying to get get that out of my sure. life but you also can't argue about every single thing that you that you disagree on and what I realize is it's not about winning the argument you you have to speak up if someone says something that you disagree with but you don't have to win the argument all you got to do is speak up take a position and mm -hmm. That's it, and hopefully they hear you, and 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 they hear you, and 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 whether they agree or not, it's just yeah. it's about being heard. Yeah, just uh, just you yeah, acknowledge acknowledge that you heard what I said. We have right. to take a break. We're actually going to play a game with you. Okay, okay. we're gonna have a caller, first caller. We have prizes. What do you hear? What this prize is? We have a really cool prize. Really, that you're involved with. Wow. We haven't even asked you. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna what go with the assumption new? that you're gonna. What else is new? <laughs> Uh, Waffles with Craig and Kevin. Call, uh, 
<laughs> Call us at 323-622-8623. If you know music, now's your chance. You're going to play a music game, a, a, a game we just created like two minutes ago, and, against uh, Kevin Crone of REO Speedwagon, our special bromantic date <laughs> that I invited all of you in on. We have more coming up right after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream. Every three minutes, another person falls further into credit card debt. Many credit card companies have nearly doubled their minimum monthly payment. People can barely afford to keep up. Here's the great news. With our powerful program, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. We are a nationwide nonprofit and have helped over 600,000 people with their credit cards. Get free of credit card debt today. Call 800-495-1307. That's 800-495-1307. Are you sick of cigarettes ruling your life? Tired of the yellow teeth and shortness of breath? Think nothing out there works? Think again. Introducing Miraset, the all-new revolutionary solution to stop smoking forever. Miraset is an all-natural spray registered with the FDA created from homeopathic ingredients. Miraset suppresses your nicotine cravings and withdrawal symptoms, allowing your body to reprogram itself to remove the crave forever. Former longtime smokers are marveling over the effectiveness of Miraset. Randy writes, I've tried several stop-smoking products without any success. After trying Miraset, Miraset, my overall health is so much better, and my urges have gone away. Miraset is not a temporary solution with harmful side effects like some of these other products. It is an all-natural and permanent solution to stop smoking for good. Order your one-month supply of Miraset today to end the nicotine addiction for only $49.95 with a money-back guarantee. We care about restoring your health. Order Miraset now and stop smoking forever. Call 800-394-6149. That's 800-394-6149. Here's reality, guys. If you're over 30, your testosterone levels may have already begun to decline. It's a medical fact that testosterone levels decrease with age. Here's the good news. ProGene, the only all-natural dual-action testosterone supplement, is giving away a free month supply to every guy that calls today at 800-643-8577. Kick your drive back into high gear and be the man you want to be again. Try it for a month for free. There's nothing to lose. Feel younger again and be the man you want to be. Call 800-643-8577 for details. That's 800-643-8577. Gift giving can be stressful. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and the list goes on. Don't let your next special date sneak up and catch you unprepared. You're just a click away from the perfect gift at redenvelope.com. Redenvelope.com has always been the place online to find extraordinary one-of-a-kind gifts, but now it's even better with hundreds of amazing gifts. Whether it's cool gadgets or awesome sports stuff for him or a customized piece of jewelry for her, you'll find it all at redenvelope.com. Fast, easy, and perfect. What more could you ask for? How about 20% off everything plus our signature red gift box free okay done just go to redenvelope.com and enter promotion code hurry at checkout no one needs to know how easy it was for you to find such a great gift that's our little secret you can even schedule that special gift delivery weeks in advance but hurry this deal won't last forever so go to redenvelope.com right now and enter promotion code hurry at checkout to get 20 percent off everything plus our signature red gift box free go to redenvelope.com code hurry that's redenvelope.com promo code hurry you're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. You can listen to it anytime. And they can watch it. Am I too. on the air now? Yes, you are. Oh, jeez. Hey. We're having a conversation. This thing I want. Yeah, uh, Kevin was saying, uh, can he put it on his website? And he wishes that he would. Well, you can't 
we won't get those live people, but they can right. they can download it. Okay. On mm-hmm. iTunes or ToadHopNetwork.com. Okay. Yeah. I see that. We'll I'm, give you I'm, all the information. I'm an idiot. I have no idea. You're on the information super cul-de-sac. You're one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. They go. Yeah. Or people doing your sites for you and all that. What do you do when you update your website, though? You you actually do write in there. I I've do. seen the blogs. Yeah, I blog it. Yeah, I, I know how to. I know how to to write on our Facebook page, and that actually is me writing on that. Yeah, some people don't believe that, but uh, but that's about as that's you know that's as far as it goes for me. I'm, I'm, so if I want to get a hold of you from now, I'm going to Facebook. Go to yeah, go to because I know that it's you. <laughs> Right. Because when you Absolutely. text me back, I'm actually thinking it's someone else. <laughs> Those, are Those are yeah. my people. Those are my people. Because you would yeah. never have turned me down this many times. Really? <laughs> <laughs> For a romantic. I'm trying golf. I said, what else would he, What else would appeal to him? I always, I always think, that, hey, you get the kids together, too. We can hang out with the kids. See, I just suck. I, 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 I will say I suck so bad at golf that for the one time we played golf, I felt like I was like like, like, like you were playing golf and I was like you were dragging me behind you. On, on no. A, like, but, but I actually, my game has, has gotten, I got a new set of clubs. And I've actually been playing a little lately. He looks so. like he's auditioning for me now. Yeah, his yeah. eyebrows are up and everything. Craig normally does to, uh, to the he, guests. <laughs> his eyebrows are up and he's like, no, but I'm really good now, Craig. No, I'm not. I'm not you really won't be good. dragging me around. And I got the new clubs and I'll let you. Will you play with them? Kevin, do you if like you take it me- even when you're not that great at it? What golf? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. But 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 I but when I'm playing with someone who's actually. Knows the game and can actually play. And, I stink. And, no, no, you're good. You, no. you you can hit the ball. And also at that at that course that we played, yeah. that, that's one of the most difficult golf courses on the planet because yeah. everything is sideways and there's hills and you can't <laughs> see and there's trees and lakes and. You know, I, I you know I've never had a complaint from any any of my other romantic uh, times that I've had there. Wait, is, is ever you played with any money? No, I did not play uh, with. I went way public with him. Okay, okay. and I, I, I went way public. It was a terrible <laughs> golf experience. It was awful. Does he play? Does he golf with a saxophone? First, first is, of all, all <laughs> yeah, it's a whole entourage that goes with him, drives the cart for. No, seriously, I will never golf with him again. Eddie Money. It was not two tickets to paradise that day. Let me tell you something. I was having a nightmare. He was. He talked on the phone the whole time. I'm just there for the company. Do you think this was so weird about? I mean, admit though, you were sort of justifying. You really think that I experienced that with you with golf? That's how we think. It's like I've thought about that too. It's like, oh man, I want to. You know, I want another chance. Yeah. You know, because I really stunk that day, and I actually lost. I've I've lost my temper, which really makes someone not want to play with. Right. Me. But with him. I will not play with him again. He talked the entire time. I only remember us having a great time. We, we laughed. Did. We had a great time, but I you just know, felt like my golf was so doesn't like. Doesn't matter. You know, I, I you played know. with. Uh, I played with. Uh, I played with Paul Williams there, who's right. going to be on our guest on our show. Another great right. songwriter. Right. Right. Now he's way worse than you. Really? And he can't wait to play again. All right. Well, it's nice to know that there are people that are worse. You know than what? Me. Maybe That's... I'll arrange that you play with him and me, and then, then you'll be, be the second, second best. Worst. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Look how he puts it: second worst. <laughs> It's amazing to me when someone's this successful. How many platinum albums or whatever albums do you have? You get tons of them, right? I could have. It doesn't matter how many platinum. Doesn't matter. I still, I still yeah. gotta get off the tee. I still, you know, I still wanna. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I still wanna be able to have a have a, a some water in front of me that's not that much water that I know I can hit it far enough to get over that water. But yeah, I know. love that he said, "No, Craig, you're good. You can actually hit the ball." <laughs> <laughs> like he can't hit good. the ball. Yeah. No, um, you've got a game. You you have a game. I, you, occasionally, I do. I, what's really I have I do not have the temperament for it. To be honest with you, I don't have the temperament. Well, for but it. then golf is a good thing for you then because it, it could it, be it forces but you to to have a good. See, I have the right temperament for golf. Yes, you do. I just don't have any. Uh, 
athletic ability at the game. You know, We're both um, in the wrong business. If, if, see, if I you can, do not seem like a rock and roller with your temperament because you're very easygoing and very friendly and stuff. Rock and rollers are supposedly not that way. And comedians, well, actually, we're not easy going at all, and I'm not whatsoever on a golf course. See, my I, partner, my, my, my original, the original guitar player in the band, Gary Richrath, he, that, that's why, that's kind of how it worked, because Gary was, is a, he's the, he was the quintessential, you know, he, he had the rock star attitude. Oh, he, he did? And, and it he's no longer with the band? No, not long with the band. He, he's been out of the band for over 20 years, which is, wow. yeah, which is odd. I'd never thought he'd be gone that, quite that long, but... But uh, yeah, he had, and it wasn't it, for him. It, he, he didn't put it on. Like he didn't. He wasn't like trying to act like a rock star. That was just how he was. He was just a you know a can- speaking, cankerous fellow. And speaking know. of band members, uh, you know, if you look you up on Wikipedia, how many band members you've had? I mean, it's it's equivalent to the amount of directors of Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. I mean, it was unbelievable. This whole list. Well, there, there was a people, lot of people at the beginning. You know, uh, in the beginning, and so you're sort of like feeling it out. And even you took a, like a three year break or I something did, like that, I right? Did. And then I thought it was really interesting that um, a guy turned to Christianity, right? And that was the reason that you basically were back with the band, isn't that right? Or, or you be, no, he's uh, looking at me puzzled. Yeah, no, you better no, talk to Wikipedia. About okay, this. yeah, I, I, someone, uh, uh, I think an, it's an ex band member. A band member, he became very Christian, and he didn't want to do it anymore. Really? <laughs> that was our band. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I, I, I didn't. Are you serious? Greg Volz. I didn't notice Greg that. Volz? I did. Who? Greg yeah, Volz. Greg Volz. You, you don't remember Volz. who he is. <laughs> <laughs> are you playing me right now? What? I, I was just saying you were a nice guy. What, what, I was, it, it says, it, yeah, he turned the down the, the position of. You're looking at, I, I'm, I'm with Ario Speedwagon from Champagne. I know. I know. I think you're playing me right no. now. Are you mean to tell me that you've never seen this in Wikipedia? It says that Greg Voltz. There's he, no he, such person as Greg Voltz that's ever been in the band. Let me just well, he, that he, Maybe he, he wrote it down. the Wikipedia page. What? Maybe he wrote the Wikipedia page. Maybe Greg Voltz did. You know, because Wikipedia, anybody can just. You can anything in there and then it I see think this is hysterical they had me it. as dead did, did well. yeah they had me as dead oh, for a whole year I bet until your someone noticed did it you can't put wishes <laughs> on, 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 on for, as facts for god's sakes by the way uh, we need a caller so 323-622-8623 if you don't want to play the game you just want to talk to kevin cronin from REO speedwagon and find out if indeed he's telling the truth about this greg volts guy greg i'm gonna Volz? get to the i'm I, gonna get the bottom of this what does it say about him Who, 323-622 toad8623 that spells so uh call us and i would love if you played the game we have some questions for you and we have a really cool prize i'll tell you what the prize is all right we're gonna have you do their answering machine for them oh thank you I, you, you don't know how much i love that everywhere i go on earth you know i'm you know i'm walking through the, walking to the airport i have like eight pairs of sunglasses on four baseball caps hey you're the, the, the you're the reo guy could just i just i got myself could you just be my you know no uh. How do they recognize you had a fro that was the fro of all fros back in the uh, in the early eighties? I, I I swear there were people hiding in there. Jimmy Hoffa could have been in that damn fro. <laughs> I've never seen a it fro was, like that on a white man. The it, ABA was laughing. They were going, "I could never have a fro like that." Are you serious? Did, did people recognize you without that fro? Without the well, the, for for a long time it was good, but then I made the mistake of doing that Time Life infomercial thing you did i did the the, the 
power ballads of the 80s or music of the and 80s. And you were the host of it? I was the host with this lovely young actress, and my manager promised me that no one would ever see it. And, and we were, we were, we, we just, it was a couple of years ago, about three years ago, we just released a new CD, and we were, you know, and we thought, well, maybe we can get a little FaceTime with this, because it's not, not easy mm-hmm. to, to get on television. So we, so I did this thing, I hosted the, you, you haven't seen this infomercial? You're the only person on earth. I have, seen I have seen it. I know the one you're talking about. It's just that they run in a lot of different people of your era to, to host those things. Right, but this so particular you did, one. you did one about 10 years ago? No, this was about four years ago, oh, and, and wow. it was supposed to be like on for six months and gone. More people know me from that infomercial than anything oh, else. Oh, so now you done. get recognized without the fro. Without the because fro. Because this now is the current they, you. Now they see this, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Has you know, anybody... I've done a few other things. I've done a few gigs since I got my hair cut, Craig. You know no, what I'm saying? No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But in an A day with Greg Volz when you took us you took his place just because the guy turned Christian. <laughs> Apparently Jesus saved you and your career because according to according to Wikipedia, are you serious? He was look he, me in the he eye. Was supposedly tell- known uh, best known for the Christian rock band Petra. Which he did instead of Ario Speedwagon, apparently. And, and I don't what, know. what year was this? Did I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this quote. Okay, this is what it says. Okay. Before Cronin returned to the fold in 1976, which that's true, right? That's uh, ish, yeah. Cronin's return came after Greg X. Vols. X is his middle name. Oh, Xavier, X- I'm ah, assuming. Uh-huh. Or, or he's related to Malcolm X. Uh, <laughs> turned down the position for lead vocals due to his conversion to Christianity. Well, that's, that's what okay, it, well, that may or may not have happened. But it, what do you mean even, it may or may not no, have happened? You would have it, known this. I, how would I know? What do you mean, how would you know? I was, I, You're with each other every day for the next 40 years, and it did never come up? Never came up. Remember Greg Vols? <laughs> you were not the first That guy had some local you know. vocals. I, <laughs> if no. he wasn't into Jesus, geez, we would get rid of this guy. Are you serious? You've never heard this before? Never heard this before. Did you have to get ass back into the band? Uh, I did. Well, actually, what happened was that we made... We made a, uh, an album in 72, which was actually one of the band's kind of, you know, uh, in the whole, you know, in retrospect, one of the, our most popular records. And, really? Yeah, it was. And and uh, so they, yeah, they called me up and uh, after a couple of years and, uh, and, and it was it was a good thing because we, you know, there was this kind of a, uh, like I said, the, the, the relationship between uh, Gary Richard, the guitar player and myself was, it was prickly at, at you know at, at best and because we both kind of came from different places mm-hmm. and so getting away from each other for a couple of years we got back and wow. uh, we saw that we kind of needed one another mm. and i'll tell you if you read i I've, i got into a thing a couple of years ago of reading the keith richards book was the first one i read mm. and then i read you know Stephen yeah. tyler's book and you read these books and you see that the the relationship the lead singer lead guitar player relationship in rock bands is just i thought it was just us Every single band. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's a. It, it's it, a matter of egos, right? I mean, because one's saying they want to do it a certain style, and the lead guitar is going, "I want to get some riffs in here." Right. Yeah. The, right. And yeah, and it starts because when you're kids and you're playing, the lead guitar player has has like eight eight feet of, of speakers blasting you, and the and the and the, the singer's got this microphone with with a, with no speakers, so you can't hear yourself sing because right. the guitar player is playing so loud oh, that you wow. can never hear yourself. So it start that's where it starts. Turn that. <laughs> would you Turn that fucking thing down so they can hear me. And he's like, "Fuck you!" It sounds good when it's all when it's turned up. So that's where it starts, and then it goes from there. And really, know. oh yeah. And then, and uh, especially when you're composing uh, together. Yeah. So you go in. I mean, how does it work? The, the process. You come up with a. 
you have a failed relationship and you go, ah, I wrote a song about this. <laughs> so that's where it starts. It, where starts. it starts, somebody shoots you down. Right. Okay. So now you say, ah, I wrote these lyrics. It's almost like poetry. And yeah. then do you go to someone or are you actually writing the music as well? Are you going to them and that's where a lot of the rift happens as well? Well, no, I, I, write, this, I, I write the song. You, you write know, the whole song. I write you the write whole song. The music and the lyrics. Music and the lyrics. Because some people do the other. They, they combine. There's a lyricist and then yes. there's a musician. That's that. But you I, do both. I do both. It kind of comes at the same, kind of all comes from the same Really? Thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, it's, but the music is usually pretty simple when I write it. You know, just, right. on, just on basic the chords. guitar. Basic mm -hmm. chords and the melody and the words. And then I come into the rehearsal. Perfect example is when, uh, you know, because Ario Speedwagon started as just riffs and, and it was kind of like Deep Purple or doors. Kind of, the doors. Yeah. And then when I came in, I came, you know, I was more like Stephen Stills, James Taylor, more the singer-songwriter oh. vibe. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the thing. So I wrote this song called Keep On Loving You. And, it, and when I came into the rehearsal, uh, right down the street, SIR here, I sat down at the piano and I was playing this song and singing along and the guys in the band looked at me like I was from another fucking universe. It was like, <laughs> there's no way that Ario Speedwagon could ever play that uh. wimpy, you know, thing. So, and, but I just kept playing it. I kept playing it over and over again. Finally, Rich Rath plugged in his guitar turned it up as loud as he could with this nasty, you know, this horrible, nasty guitar sound and started playing along. And I was like, dude, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> and all, he was just trying to drown me out so I'd stop playing the song. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was like, that's it. And, and that's really... That's so it's playing right now. Now, it's, so when does it come in? When does this, his nasty-ass guitar Here come in? Here it comes. So... So now you're singing this right. over and over again and until they get it. And now he's going... Well, you don't really hear it in the mix. Maybe that's why he got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically... There, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there oh, it is. is. And the solo's coming. It's a, it's a big... Listen to the guitar solo. It's a big sound. And basically, are you even acquiescing to his... Oh, oh here it is. Yeah. But there's part of you that's going, you know, I want to make some peace here and make a, and make this song happen. Is does that yeah. happen as well? Where you're there's, going? Oh yeah. There, it, here you go. It, it, here's a little, it, here's yeah, a little space take. here for a little guitar solo, it's, and then he goes off. It's give and take for sure. Really? But 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 this song in particular was was a total accident, and uh, and and it really and then it became kind of our signature. These you know love songs that are and, and you know kind of emotional lyrics <laughs> with these just ass-kicking guitar riffs, and that kind of became what Ario Speedwagon was right. known for. And then, and there were very few bands that are like that, right? Yeah. I mean, it, Well, it, a lot it, of bands kind of got the idea, and, yeah. and they started going, oh, I see, we can get on the radio if we just write a love song and put a big guitar on there, huh. bingo. <laughs> Do the songs just come to you? Do they just come through you, like you were saying, that area that... When the song, the lyrics, and the music all comes to you, or do you have to really sit? And is it hard work and stressful? It's kind of both. It kind of yeah. the, you know the inspiration comes, and, and and you kind of try to capture as much as you can from that initial burst of energy, and then you gotta then once that kind of settles down, if if it's if it sticks and if it's something that you kind of go wow okay then then the work starts then you got to finish it then you got to mm -hmm. write that second verse and you got to figure out the bridge and the arrangement and everything else but it's i mean songwriting is probably the hardest thing that i do but it's also there there are very few feelings like 
when you finish a song. You know, that I'll be working on it, I'll be mm-hmm. working on it, and that final, when I finally have it all there and I play it through from top to bottom and I don't have to stop because there's something that I have to work on, it's like I get all the way through it and it's like... Yeah, do you have do you have any though that are on the list that you're just going? I love this song and it never made it. Oh yeah, there must be a few of those. Oh, yeah. What do you do with those? It always There's... drives me crazy in Hollywood. They they won't hear a pitch again. You know, just because yeah. one person at one time said no to the pitch. Well, it could be good today. Yeah. You know, why not? You know, let, let, why would you make those? They just go away. They're in your attic. Well, you know, but I'm but, not like back east. You're in an attic. There's no basements <laughs> in attics where we live. But but I mean, what, it, what but, happens to the song? Well, it, but isn't part of it though? And, and you know this. Anyone who's who's made a career in entertainment in any way, you know that you get turned down 99 times. Mm-hmm. And if your if if your skin isn't thick enough, you you could start believing the people that tell you that you suck, and then you just. But I mean, I I had the I had one experience where I. I can't even believe that I survived it. I somehow got a meeting with Clive Davis. Clive Davis, mm, the biggest, yeah. the biggest, you know, the, one of the biggest names in music. His his reputation for discovering Springsteen and and, mm-hmm. and signing, you know, Santana and all this stuff. Even up to American Idol. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, yeah. he's been a, a real sustainable, long career, and he's the man in, in music business. Yeah. So I get a meeting with him somehow, and I go in and I and I play him some. I play him this. It was a reel to reel tape back in those days, a, a demo, and played it. Through through and he was he was nice but he said you know i'm, I'm sorry you're I really, in the office with him playing yeah. this oh yeah oh, God, i really I don't yeah couldn't it, subject myself to that but go ahead it was like american idol it was like i'm sitting there you know <laughs> and he listens to it and he and he goes you know i'm uh, that's nice thanks thank you but i really don't hear a hit here and and it was i mean most people i think would probably be probably be destroyed and just like mm-hmm. and i walked out of there thinking you know what there was something wrong with this tape deck it did, it, my, my tape didn't sound the way it should have <laughs> on his tape deck <laughs> and the fact is guess what songs i mean I, i'm trying to think i think uh at least three of the songs in the tape ended up being top 10 hits for our but not with him not, not, not with him. You went through another record company, right? So he turns you down, and and that probably even motivates you more. That's like yeah, the girl that turns you down and ends up in a song. Yeah, this guy ends up. So you have to. So that's you know. That's, it's all about resentments, it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it, it's about it's about believing. It's yeah. about not letting what anyone says, no matter how it's one smart person. They, yeah, exactly. That's what's amazing how yeah. one person can sort of decide your fate sometimes, yeah. and you got to go go to a different direction. Did we have anyone that called to to uh, play the game? I guess no one wants Kevin to we do their. We, we'll play around. Play play a couple. Oh, you want to play around? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, who's going to play? You and Sarah. All right. Sarah's seen the answers oh, already. No, I have not. And oh, you I haven't. Will fail. I will fail. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do this, Ileana? Get on the this? microphone and tell us how this is done. Okay. okay so the rule is: Shoemaker's going to read the lyrics to a song, and then you Kevin's go. Kevin's going to win, and Kevin's going to guess the name of the song just strictly based on lyrics. No, uh, now I'll have you know that that I I did go on that show. Uh, That's how we met. No, 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 not that show. We we met on my game show, game which is a show. rock and roll game show. No, right. The, the and I, by the way, show. put you together with sticks. I got no credit Cheers. for that. You are, I, I was going to say that's on the air today. You are the man who put the Ario Sticks partnership together. There what it is. Craig? On the record. Can yeah, we get that, that on the record? No. I, but we, now they asked, how come I wasn't on the CD, Arch Allies? Well. How come I wasn't a little, we, I, a I wanted to be in the liner notes, for uh, God's sakes. I didn't make the thank yous. 
for the whole introduction? For God's sakes, you came to you my comedy have. show. You should have. You should have. Yeah, you have, you have a little a little part. Okay, next album. Even though I have nothing to do with it, I just want I just want to be on a liner note somewhere. Are I you wanna... sure you're not on the liners for that? It seems like that's something that we would do. Have you checked the liners for oh, that? Oh, I searched. <laughs> you did. I searched. I had FBI you search. Right. I mean. I, I, I had microfilm out. I'm telling you, it wasn't on there. Yeah, we did come to your show. Tommy and Jeannie and Lisa right. and I came to your show at the Improv, and we laughed and laughed and laughed. Now you're going to come to my show, uh, uh, Pasadena in a month. Shoot, I'm dying okay. to come to your show. I just said I'm never in town at the same time okay, you Pasadena are. in a month, okay? At the ice I'll house send a freaking car, and then we'll have breakfast the next day for a bromance. All right, here we go. You you're going to go against... You're going to go against... <laughs> we could have a sleepover. We have pajamas and stuff. Our wives would love that. So, Sarah, you... Let me hear your buzzer. Let me minutes. hear your buzzer. Let me hear what your buzzer would sound like. Okay, you want to do that? That's fine. And Kevin, what's your buzzer? Okay, here we go. All right, buzz in as soon as you know what song this is. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Oh, caught oh, in it's a, clean, it's clean, it's clean. Yeah, but that... But, um, you have to buzz in, you have to buzz in. Barapsody, Barapsody? What is it? Barapsody? I am not going to accept that. I'm, no, no, I'm I, giving it to her. All right, give it to her. All right, you she, got she one. She can't articulate it, but she it's knows. It's Bohemian, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody that's by Queen. Okay, next time, buzz in. I am telling you, <laughs> I will not allow... Can I change my buzzer? Bzzz is what it is. That's better. Yeah, bzzz takes too much time. I was waiting for Joel to give it to me. Okay, here we go. Um... I, I got I got to take a little time, a little time oh, to uh, think uh, things uh, over. Yes, uh, uh, foreigner uh, Lou Graham, my buddy Lou Graham, one of the greatest singers in the history of rock and roll. I'm stalling right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 oh, I want to know what love is. I want to know what, what love, love is. is. Very good. All right, it's I want one to you one. To show. Okay, right. very good. It's a tie. Tie game, Sarah. It is you tie me, game. Babe. Here we go. I've won three. I want you to buzz in if you know this song, okay? Lying beside you here in the dark. Maybe we should do a character. <laughs> Lying beside you here in the dark, feeling your heartbeat with mine. Softly, you whisper. You're so sincere. What's the guy from The Ring? What's the <laughs> How could our love be so blind? You need more. We sailed <laughs> on together. We drifted apart. We drifted and here you are by my side. So now I come to you with open arms. Nothing to hide. Believe what I say. So here I am with open oh, arms. Oh, oh, I'll come to you. I don't know what these are. Journey, open arms. There we go. Journey, open arms. Very good. You're in the lead. You just took the lead. Kevin's in the lead. It looks oh, like Sarah right, is going right. to be doing your answering oh. machine. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Here we go. Another voice. All right. Oh, come on, Mike. What voice do you want? Give me All, right. Some pop All right, here we go. This Britney is the, this is the lyrics. In sync. <laughs> and we'll do Jack Nicholson. Many times I've tried to tell you, many times I've cried alone. Oh, 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 yeah. oh my God. Always <laughs> I'm surprised how well you cut my feelings to, to the, the bone. bone. Shoot. Don't want to leave you, really. I've invested too don't, much don't. time. I can't. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know names of bands. To oh, Kevin Jar. Um, what is it? Kevin, What's you just let her go, didn't you? you? Just wanted to watch her fly off the handle because he totally knew this. What is they it? toured we together. To, you knew it. Oh. <laughs> I we belong. I freaking love Pat Can we just You know what? To he totally let, it, right? he totally you let you, you fry on that one. He knew what it was. They toured together, right? Yeah, he toured with Pat Benatar. We did tour with Pat Benatar. I he freaking knew that love one. her. All right, here we go. 
No, I need that another was voice. The last one, because I just won, please. No, 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 no. no it's tied. It's we're a tied game. It. All right, here we go. For all, the all, right, all right, here we go. Uh, another voice. I looked out this morning and the sun was gone. I turned on some music to start oh. my day. I lost my feeling in a familiar. Yes. Uh, I would say that that is. See, when you do it, those voices, it's impossible to. <laughs> yeah, that makes it. A, but, but it's a good. That's a good. It's a right. Good I should have I like done that, that in the other game show You're that right. you were on, and right. our show would have lasted longer. <laughs> what is the answer? The answer is uh, the band is Boston. There you go. But now I forgot. Uh, I've forgotten what song it was. Uh, oh, one of my favorites. More than a feeling. Like more, than more than a feeling. feeling. Kevin, you win. Sarah has to do your answering machine. All that's right. all the time we have. We have to go. We have to go. Yes, you're awesome. So oh. promote where he's going to be. Okay, it's the the. It's called uh, the DVD. It's live at the Moondance Jam. Yes. Yeah, with, Blu-ray. Yeah, on Blu-ray, Ario Speedwagon live at the at the Moon. Thank you, Sarah. This is great. <laughs> it's a great promo. Don't you want her doing your answering going. machine now? This is yeah. Why you're is the winner. I didn't want to buy that new Ario thing. What's it called? It's what was live it called again? At the Moondance Jam DVD Blu-ray. There you Ario go. Speedwagon. It'll be on our uh, Facebook page, too. You can check that out. Laugh it Fantastic. Out Thanks so much for being here, Kevin. And looking Shoot. forward to taking you to the breakfast at our favorite now, spot. Now we get a call. <laughs> by the way, oh, there's a big announcement. We're switching oh. to Wednesdays. We're switching to Wednesdays Yay. starting next week. Same time, same bat time, same bat channel. But we're going to be on Wednesdays, and we'll see you next week on Wednesday. Please spread the word around about us. We're at number 53. We want to go even higher to number right. one on iTunes. See you next week. Network. Radio worth watching. Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood. This. this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. Enhances the senses. Opens your mind. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching.